So that uh, UFO report came out. They said they couldn't really explain anything. And a lot of people think it's a dud. So we've been talking about a lot of other stuff. I mean, you got Tucker Carlson saying he's being spied on by the NSA. I mean, that's a huge story, the Biden administration. And uh, we're sitting here and we're being joined by Candace Owens. And we're just having this crazy conversation about the Mandela effect and time travel and UFOs. And I'm like, you know what? Like, well, well Candace mentions we should talk about UFOs. And I'm like, we could certainly talk politics. But haven't you talked about politics all the time? All the time. Let's talk a lot about the weird stuff because there's actually some weird stuff. And this is still breaking news, this Pentagon report. So I guess uh, I'm just going to roll with it and just have a conversation about whatever. Yeah. Time travel, Mandela effect. Everything. Shazam, the movie with Sinbad <laughs> that didn't exist, but you insist it did. It did. It definitely existed. Yeah. I mean, you're so right. Everyone always pigeonholes me. And it's like, let's talk about politics. It's like, yeah, I love politics. Let's talk about it. But there's a lot more interesting stuff. And politics is related to everything. I mean, UFOs, obviously, because yeah. they've been sealing these reports. And I was saying to you offline that my uh, grandmother, my maternal grandmother, swore until her dying day from the time that we were young um, that she was walking down the street and she saw a crashed UFO and a little green man came out. And our whole lives, my entire life, she died in 2013 or 2012. I just thought she was crazy. You know, I thought she was absolutely nuts. And I was like, this, like, obviously this didn't happen because aliens aren't real. Um, and then it's been interesting now to see them come out and say, oh, yeah, these UFOs are real. And just think about how many people lived and saw UFOs, crop circles, whatever you want to call it, and were told that they were crazy. And the government called them conspiracy theorists and called them tinfoil hat heads. And now some of them, many of them dead, like my grandmother. There's no redemption for that. It's just like yeah. the government allowed entire swaths of the population to be gaslit. As opposed to just saying, yeah, something's going on, but we, we, we can't tell you anything. And then you have to apply that logic to today. And now, so now who, what are they, who are they calling the conspiracy theorists? Like, are, is this going to be like, you know, 40 years from now, the craziest conspiracy theorists that we hear now? And they're going to be like, oh, yeah, actually, that's true. It's declassified. The report's saying they can't explain it. So it's basically now the one big conspiracy. All these UFOs, we don't know what they are. Someone's doing something. Yeah. So it sounds like. Sounds like they've, there was a conspiracy and they've admitted it. Yeah, whoa, they've whoa, known. Whoa, whoa, they've whoa. known. They've known for a very long time. And then, you know, we'll just talk about interdimensional aliens. Mm-hmm. And uh, But interestingly, there is this funny thing that's popped up where General Mark Milley, who's the chairman of Joint Chiefs of Staff right now, told, uh, I think it was an ROTC class, they'd be fighting hybrid armies and little green men. And so naturally with the UFO report coming out, this clip is resurfacing where everyone's mm-hmm. like, oh, this proves it. And there's like an article from, I think it's from like army.com or something like, no, he's speaking metaphorically. But we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll get into all that. We also have uh, Ian hanging out. Yes, your favorite psychonaut in the house. <laughs> Thank you, Tim. Uh, I'm, do you want to tell them what you just asked me right before we went live? Um, do you like a lot? Do you like psychedelics? No, you said, are you on Twitter? I see a lot of things. <laughs> oh, yeah. You do have Twitter, right? Yeah, it turns out The real does. Candace yeah. I just saw. Like, yeah. uh, thanks, Candace. <laughs> I want I, that's how you know, like, the most humbling thing when Ian just looks at you and goes, are you on Twitter? What's up, homie? <laughs> Let's hang out like we're 12 again. Right. We all busted out I laughing. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, there's this thing called walking plasma balls that I've just been reading about where apparently they triangulate lasers from, like, base stations and they hit an area in the sky. And then they cause what looks like a ball of plasma that reads on radar. And so a lot of these things that people think they're catching on radar, their UFOs, are actually this focused energy and now we're talking like, can they do it from space stations? Can they triangulate lasers from outer space to make us? And they keep doing it over these military bases. But there's probably something else to like actual craft that people can get in and out of. Mm. Well, and we'll get it, we'll get into all of it for pause. sure. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. 
We got Liddy Chung. I am super excited about this conversation because I don't think that I have ever heard Candace talking about aliens. <laughs> and I'm excited <laughs> to get you out of, uh, get her out of like her corner. So we'll see what she has to say. Yeah. About this. I'm stoked. But before we get started, head over to TimCast.com, become a member. We will have a bonus segment coming up. It usually goes live around, it, it gets uploaded around 11 p.m. And uh, that'll be fun. We talk about things that uh, YouTube basically bans you for, and we all know how the game is played. So be a member there. We just hired a couple more people for the newsroom, which will be launching in a couple of weeks. With your support, we're actually going to be launching a new podcast, too, talking about weird, crazy conspiracies. We've been talking about this for a long time. We hired a really great guy who put up an amazing article. You're going to have to check it out if you want to see more. But we have a bunch of crazy stories. There's, like, birds falling from the sky and disappearing. And, of course... It does overlap with a lot of the military news. We've got like Marco Rubio coming out. This was a few weeks ago saying these eight, these UFOs, whatever they are, they're a threat to our national security. They fly above our military bases. So there's a breaking news element and an unsolved mysteries element. So we're going to talk all about that again. Go to TimCast.com. Be a member. But don't forget to like, share, subscribe, uh, share the show with your friends. And let's just uh, jump into this news. So you guys may have seen it. This, uh, this UFO report, we've all been waiting for it. And a lot of people said it was a dud. Pentagon report says UFOs can't be explained, and this admission is a big deal. It is a big deal. It means they're coming out right now and saying, oh, yeah, you know all those UFOs people reported seeing? Well, they are real. We've seen them, too, and we have no idea what they are. So now it's just opened up the door to everybody kind of being like, something is happening. We don't know what. Should we be scared? I want to just quickly clarify. I said walking plasma balls are called talking plasma balls. And I think that might be part of what these people are seeing. So wait, wait, what is that? It's when you focus lasers from like at least three or more base stations into a point in the air. And then it creates like a ball of plasma that reads on radar. And they think that it's a craft because they can move it around really fast. And they're like, no craft can move at this speed because they're just pointing a light. But do you think our military wouldn't know that? If they, yeah, they might know. It, it, it's crazy. It's almost. I think they're gas. Is gaslighting the right word? I think that they're they're prepping us for some sort of like military. They want us to fund the military. Fund the military. Be afraid. Oh, interesting. That's a very good perspective. But then it doesn't explain why so many people for so many years, especially after World War II, started saying that they were seeing, you know, spacecrafts and seeing things in the middle of the night. Especially, I I I'm the most amazed by crop circles. Like this is like inexplicable, like perfect measurements, circles, you know, bad bit hit in the middle of nowhere in the middle of the night. Couldn't possibly be the say, oh, it was just a prank and they cover it up. I mean, there's just been a lot of questions and the government never answers it, you know, and I, I definitely, of course, there's always some sort of initiative to get more money from you know, its citizens. But I've always just thought that they know a lot more than they're ever telling us, of course, because they're the government. And it's too much when it happens all over the world. It stops being conspiracy, right? So it's one thing to say, okay, my grandmother saw this thing, alien spacecraft, and she said a green man came out. And you could be like, all right, whatever. It's your grandmother. She's probably crazy. Cool. But there was also a story, and this one is, to me, the most striking. And you can fact check me on the country. I'm pretty sure it's Zimbabwe. Um, but there was like 51 school children that were playing on the playground, and they all ran inside. And they said... They were crying and they were terrified and the teachers were inside correcting work. I think it was 65, ex- exactly 65 school children. Um, and they all said they described a spacecraft that landed. And this was almost like 30 years ago. Um, and that a little person came out and was looking at them but didn't say anything. But they knew what the person was saying or the alien, whatever it was, was wanted them to think in their heads. So they didn't need to move their mouth to communicate. Mm. And so this happened and obviously it made a big splash around the world. And so Harvard actually flew in 
psychiatrists and psychologists into this random place in Zimbabwe and sat down with the kids to determine whether or not this was a hoax. Right. And so they isolated the kids and they spoke to each of the kids. And you can actually watch the interviews of these children so young and they all kind of look terrified and they describe what they saw. And he had them draw pictures and he's interviewing them and asking them, so how did it make you feel? You know, it made me feel scared. You know, they're all talking about it. And he concluded at the end of it that there was no way that this was a hoax because it's impossible for that many children to lie um, and tell the same story. And we all know that, like, you know, kids, they just, like, they don't have that kind of a memory. They're not nefarious. They can't all tell the same story. And the most interesting thing about that, despite Harvard coming in into Africa concluding that they told the truth, is that now they're all adults and they did an update interview with them. And they all say that's exactly what happened on the day. That's what happened, you know, in that schoolyard that day. And we don't have any explanation for it other did, than... Did you know that since the lockdowns, UFO sightings, paranormal activity has been has been going up. Reports of people saying unexplained things have been happening. Yeah, it's it's weird. I mean, it's just weird stuff. And to me, you know, on the topic of aliens, I've met people and they just like, there's no way they exist. And define alien. OK, it's just I mean, any, I guess, being that we're not aware of when you say alien, you don't have to say it has to have big eyes or whatever. But I always found it really strange. You really just have to apply a little bit of common sense that we're obviously not the most intelligent being. Otherwise, we would be like, you know, hey, Tim, let's go to Mars tomorrow real quick. You know, grab something, come back. Let's go, on a, you know, just fly up and look at all the planets. And we can't do that. And not even that. Aliens could be at the bottom of the ocean, right? We, we can't even That's get to the bottom saying. of the ocean. So it, to me, it's weird that there are some people that go, it's just impossible because the government hasn't told us or we haven't seen it with our own two eyes. We didn't even have cell phones. My dad had a beeper when I was growing up yeah. and think about how much tech has changed. It's like, we're definitely not the smartest beings, but we're also definitively the most arrogant beings because so many people are convinced that we are the smartest beings. So I guess we get one point for being super arrogant. I would bet we're actually fairly stupid. Um, <laughs> what I mean by that is we can collect data. We like, we'll watch a, a, a rock roll on the ground and go, Oh, and then figure out how to make a wheel. But that's like the lowest level of figuring out how to invent something. Right. So if we can assume that there's other intelligent life in the universe, then they're intelligent. The likelihood that there is a more intelligent species than us is probably animals. Some of the, I mean, think about some of the instincts that animals have, like you know, dogs. I mean, just they they have powers and things that we don't really comprehend as human beings like so as again we are definitively i'm not saying that dogs are the smartest i guess you could say well they don't live in houses and they don't have air conditioning and all of this stuff okay sure but they definitely have you know a different sense than human beings have and definitely. people don't explore that at all which i've always found to be really weird there are I, foxes that are like tuned into the magnetic uh compass of mm -hmm. earth so they can like aim magnetic north when they hunt and then they'll like dive on their prey that's under the snow. Yeah. Incredible. Wolves. I mean, I love animals. Learning about weird things that animals can do. I'm like, they're almost aliens Oh yeah, sometimes. sharks can you, sense electromagnetic energy with their nose, I think. You, you were mentioning, your was your grandma told the story about yeah. seeing a little green man or whatever? Now, a lot of people probably think something like that's really crazy, but uh, I, let, me, let me pull up the story. We've got a few stories that are resurfacing now because of this uh, UFO report. These are legitimate sources. This is armytimes.com. I assure you, this is NewsGuard certified, 92.5 out of 100. Army chief talks little green men and sets off UFO, UFO enthusiasts. They claim there's an explanation for this, but here's the quote. They say, this is Mark Milley, who's now the chairman of the Joint Chiefs mm -hmm. of Staff. You'll be dealing with terrorists. You'll be dealing with hybrid armies. You'll be dealing with little green men. You'll be dealing with tribes. You're going to be dealing with it all, and you're going to be dealing with it simultaneously, Millie said. Now, of course, here is just they write, wait, what was that? Did Millie just say cadets will be battling little green men? 
And then they go, no, 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 no. They, they just mean that there are some countries that have people in the military who are small and they wear green outfits. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what they mean by little green men. And hybrid didn't mean like human alien hybrids. It, it, it means something. I, I don't yeah, know. Not yeah. chimera. I mean, that's just, I think for a lot of people, like they just don't like to apply their brains at all. They just, they're more comfortable believing whatever it is they're told, right? I mean, just like it, it, I always say to somebody, it's like going back a hundred years and trying to explain the concept of a cell phone to a human being. Like it just could never happen. Like you can't just like pick up the phone and call someone and like, you know, and have them be on the other end no matter where you are in what country. I mean, like they're, they just can't get their minds around it until it's physically in their hands. And so people's, you know, are just not ready to even think about it a lot of times mm-hmm. and i'm the exact opposite where like i want to hear everything because i don't i think you it, it if anything else it challenges you to think critically right and it's it's such an important exercise to constantly be trying to bend your mind like a pretzel right yeah that's, i love the, the idea of infinity trying to just understand it mm-hmm. that, that was a really awesome. really good point about cell phones though imagine going back to the 90s and saying within you know uh, so it's, it's what iphone came out 2007 if you said within 10 or so years you will have a device that can record videos, take photos. You touch it to control it. It can give you access to the summation of human knowledge to, to a certain degree. You can communicate with other people. You can make phone calls on it. They'd be like, "Get out of here!" Yeah. In ten in in ten or fifteen years, yeah. even at, even when regular cell phones came out, like the Nokia Candy Bar, if you explained a modern, you know, like Galaxy Twenty One or whatever, they'd be like, "No way!" No way. Well, forget you'd, that. You'd like, forget PlayStation. Think about t- trying to explain electricity to people that were using you know, lanterns to like to light their homes. Like when J D Rockefeller and like that, we you know how he how he garnered his wealth. You know, like, oh, we got gasoline and now we we got lanterns and this is going to power your home. Imagine trying to explain to those people the concept of electricity powering the world, right? They would think you were a tinfoil hat, a conspiracy theorist, and you would be on the outskirts of society because you're crazy. And actually, interesting little historical tidbit, when, um, who was it? Uh, uh, not J.D. Rockefeller, the other one of the big guys. Warburg? Uh, electricity. It was Thomas, it was Edison. Thomas Edison, but who funded him? It was a uh, bank. Uh, yeah. Chase Morgan? Bank, J.P. Morgan, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, couldn't, couldn't get his name. J.P. Morgan, do you know what happened with the first time he, uh, uh, Thomas Edison lit, you know the first one that was ever lit with electricity? Do you know whose home it was? No. J.P. Morgan's. Right, so he invites a small crowd of wealthy people to come in, um, and he shows them. They come in, so everything's obviously lit by lanterns, and he turns on his house. And they're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And do you want to know what his father said to him afterwards? He said, this is crazy. This will never power the world. Don't invest in this any further. This is stuff that belongs in the circus. Wow. J.P. Morgan's dad. J.P. Morgan's dad. Oh. The first, the first showing of electricity was in that house, right? So it's just, it's it, you have to think about history to kind of consider the present, and we still have these people that think this could never happen, and and, and yet it takes the conspiracy theorists, yeah. you know, of their time to really push the world forward. I think they'd say Zeus shot lightning bolts. I think he had electricity. Right. Have you heard of the Baghdad battery? Mm. It's this ancient battery. It's a clay pot. You fill it with vinegar and it has an iron rod in it. And then you wrap it with copper wire Mm. and it produces an electrical charge. And they'd make like 50 of them and line them all up and connect them all to each other. And so like in the pyramids, there's no fire marks because they didn't use fire to light when they were Mm -hmm. in their building. Mm -hmm. Apparently they use, uh, theoretically, hypothetically, is electricity to light. They had big batteries. There's a hieroglyph of this guy holding this big, what looks like a tube of like an incandit with like a filament in it and then like a, a slave is like holding the battery behind him or something. Right. Well, that's actually funny because there's this whole concept now. I'm, I'm very into mythology. Like I like, you know, Greek mythology and I, I think there's something 
um, eternal about the lessons that you learn when you study mythology. But what's interesting is if you consider a lot of mythology and you think of them, you know, even if you think of Egyptian uh, hieroglyphics and the stories they tell, the concepts of their aliens could literally just be like a person from 2021. Have you ever watched Stargate <laughs> no, SG-1? Sure. Which is crazy. They would have been like, this person's a god. Oh, my gosh. This person just and, made light. And if the and person told them they were a god, then it would reinforce it. It would reinforce thought. it. You, you, you want to watch Stargate SG-1. Yeah. That's basically what it's about. Yeah. Right? So they find this portal that can open up with different codes to a bunch of different planets. Mm. And there's an alien race that was claiming to be gods and they just had better technology. That's it. Yeah. So Isn't these crazy? people are like, yeah, they think they're gods and they're just... It's magic. It's it's te- it's technology. I think yeah. about like the angels and the demons from the Bible and how they could fly and had wings. I think they had hang gliders. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Swooping in with their but, I don't know yeah. what dropping I mean, dropping fire little or jetpacks flaming oil on people and stuff. Yeah. Jetpacks maybe. Yeah. That's the crazy thing too. Like when you talk about cell phones, is that when people tried to predict the future, you look at what uh, what, what was that what was that movie. Um, uh, where, 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 where Sylvester Sloan goes to the future and everyone's ultra woke. Time Cop? No. So <laughs> what? I never Time saw it. Cop. I'm so remember. bad at movies. Yeah, it's, it's the one where the seashells, we just talked about it. Robocop? The other day. No. No, no, no. Oh, the remember. chat's going to light up. They're like, dude. They'll I, tell I, us. Yeah. How do you tell not us remember the name of that Sylvester movie? Stallone in the, in the future. Yeah, he gets frozen the shells, and then... Yeah. Uh, Bang, that sounds awesome. He goes to feature Wesley Snipes as the bad guy. Mm. I I know exactly what you're talking about. I can't remember the name of it, though. I've never seen it. But anyway, like, they try to predict the future, and they couldn't fathom cell phones. So, like, he walks up to a... Demolition man. Demolition. There we go. He walks up to a payphone, and it's a video payphone. And that was, like, the thing they they thought in the 90s and the future, that payphones will have cameras. It's like, bro, we just... Technically, yeah, correct. Yeah. in our pockets. Isn't, yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, people, yeah. but people don't think like that. It's interesting. I, I'm, I'm always fascinated by what the human human mind is willing to comprehend. Like, um, what other technologies are we thinking are going to be centralized that are going to be decentralized in the future? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. Energy production, maybe oh. we have batteries, mm-hmm. but like you can't power like a. There's, a there's, stuff with for, for a while now, there's been research into, uh, materials that when you walk, they, vi- it causes a vibration. Oh, piezoelectricity. And it generates a current. Yeah. yeah. So you could literally have a phone that just charges because you're walking. Right. But guess what? They don't want that either. So the other way to think about it also is that a lot of this stuff probably already exists, right? And it exists within the military. Yep. But the governments don't want to give you that because that doesn't, that gives you too much power, right? Within your own home. Like, think about the concept of being able to do, to charge your own phone. I mean, that's literally Apple right now has become so non-innovative since Steve Jobs died. It's actually like the worst company that still exists. Like I just waiting. I, 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 I pray that Elon Musk just kind of takes them out and creates like the e-phone and like, because they're not actually innovative anymore and he's done a terrible job. Um, since Steve Jobs died, uh, Tim Cook has now their whole method of selling phones is just to keep changing the battery every couple of yeah. years. If you realize that. So they're actually, their model of making money now relies on now you have to buy 20 new cables and things to connect and like you have to constantly charge things all the time which was the exact opposite of what Steve Jobs vision was um, but uh, Apple would do everything to suppress something that could just charge itself because that's literally how they're making all of their money now right so there's all also once you're in that sort of big tech bubble you know silicon bubble and and they work so closely with the government and they're fighting for government contracts like they don't actually want the world to advance to the point where they're not needed you know what i mean so like after discovering electricity like of course they want to make sure they can control it imagine if there was something you could just generate your own electricity in your backyard and you wouldn't have to pay con edison or whatever whoever it is that you pay so the government's job is to also make sure that we get tech after they figured out how to profit off of tech you know 
I think Apple is a really good example of if you if you look at Apple's inner workings, what you were saying, they don't innovate anymore. It's mm-hmm. kind of like our political space right now. Yeah. It's become tribalist. Why do you buy the iPhone? Well, you got to buy the iPhone. Yeah. What's good about it? It's iPhone just works. It's mm-hmm. better. And that's where we're with a lot of people being like, here's what I support and why. And they have no real good reason. It's yeah. just. Well, it's also suppression. So they, they build the system to suppress new technology from coming in. And I go through this all the time. My husband is actually now making the switch away from Apple, which is great. But the thing is, is when they were innovative and great and everything spoke to each other and Steve Jobs was alive, it was like, yes, I want the Apple phone. I want the Apple computer because it makes everything super seamless. But now they're not innovating anymore. So they just want to make it so that like, well, do you really want to change your computer and your laptop and this core is not going to fit? I mean, they took away the concept. It was the one thing all the countries agreed on was like the universal headphone. Cable, yeah. Right. And Apple took it away. Okay. Right. So now you have to buy the little piece to connect your thing to. And it's, it's horrible. Right. You can't just buy like I bought a pair of Dre, Dre Beats the other day in the airport and then was like, oh, wait, but now my Dre Beats is not going to go into what used to be universal and we all agreed on because yeah. Apple needs to make money so you also have to buy a little it's horrible it really yeah. is but this is where it is where now tech is actually trying to inconvenience you rather than to convenience you you know that the I, I could be wrong about this I'm pretty sure the first light bulb that was ever like made is still in a firehouse in New York and it's still going after like a hundred years oh wow yeah so I guess they, 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 what they try to say is, well, the filament was expensive, but it lasted forever. Mm. And so they needed a filament that would yeah. so they could sell more. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's, that's how tungsten. they make money. That's right. I'm looking up the first light bulb. I, like, I still more. believe, I don't know if it was so a conspiracy theory, but like you cannot tell me that back in the day when every time iPhone had a new phone, suddenly our phones would have issues. And I'm like, this is 100%. Like, don't, don't think I'm an idiot. You think that I think you're so noble that like you don't know how to just send out a little bug to the phone that you created to make sure we have to buy the next phone which by the way i was cool with that updating your phone every couple of years the charger thing should be a crime like they just have like it's not faster it's apple is actually extremely inconvenient now i mean just how many cords it takes to make things speak to each other i honestly think steve Jobs is like rolling over in his grave this is confirmed check us out bbc apple fined for slowing down old iphones oh it it wasn't a conspiracy right conspiracy theory proves Mm -hmm. i knew i was like it's just impossible like every single time like oh suddenly i'm at the apple store saying something's wrong and like well you can just give you the new phone here we go yeah they're just pressing a button being like detonate old one i I guess what was (laughs) happening is that you'd get a software update (laughs) and then it would (gasps) and that's why i never update my phone and my husband gets so upset with me and i'm like (laughs) honey I'm telling you, every time I update my phone, it has more issues than solves. Yes. And I'm not going to hate the iOS mandatory update. And it's like, but it's working. Why do I want to update it? But it's it's not new bugs and new fixes. It's like. I, here's here's the out of context clip already. Leftists are going to put up a clip where it's like Candace Owens criticizes capitalism. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah sure. let's, let's go deeper. Yeah, because yeah, it's not. It's crony capitalism. <laughs> I, I got yeah, the, corruption. the Galaxy S5 because you could take the battery out of the back because they were like, oh, yeah. your phone's always spying on you. I was like, okay, I'm taking my battery out. Worst case scenario. And after the, the S5, the, all the batteries are embedded in the machine now. You can't. Yeah. Yep. Take apart. By the way, just made me think about that when you're talking about your phone spying on you. Like, I am always amazed also, like, in taking a look at hum- humanity. Like, I like to just, like, take myself out for a second and just look at humanity and just how foolish we are. Like, there are human beings <laughs> that have Alexa in their home, right? And they really think that one day, do you have Alexa here? Right there. Oh, my gosh. They yeah. really think that one day Jeff Bezos sat down and said, I really like to help people turn on their lights. <laughs> I just, I think I need to help them. No. It's am- it's amazing how much privacy people will give up for a tiny bit of convenience. Like, just get up and turn your lights off, right? And so when this came out, the first thing that came to my mind was clearly they make their money off of selling data. Like, it's also the Whole Foods thing, right? So, like, if, if you go to Whole Foods like I do, like, now that Jeff Bezos took over Whole Foods, they will literally take 
like, you know, they'll say, oh, can you put in your Amazon Prime thing? And if you put in your Amazon Prime, you'll spend $900 and they'll give you 10 cents off. And it's like, clearly that's an exchange happening, right? So they're willing to give you those 10 cents to know everything that you bought and to create a profile about you and what you like and what your interests are. Like, he's not just giving you 10 cents for putting in your Amazon Prime. And obviously, Alexa is spying on you. That's common sense. Some of these stories start popping up. And I said this right when it came out. I was like, clearly, this is spying in your home. They're convincing you to spy on yourself, right? And then those stories came out where, like, the police showed up after a wife and a husband got into a fight. And, like, um, it's good they showed up. They they showed up because there was a man that was, like, beating his girlfriend, right? Not husband and wife. It was boyfriend and girlfriend. And the police showed up. And she didn't say, call 911. Right, <laughs> she didn't say call nine one one. So, like the most interesting part of the story was that no one called nine one one, but Alexa decided to call nine one one because she. Li- did anybody see Smart House in Disney? No. Like, come on, dude, Smart House. Did you ever watch that the Disney mm-hmm. show? I, I mean, maybe because I watched it and I was like eight, but it was the idea of like your house got too smart. And I'm telling you, like yep. that is, I'm like your house. You just do not turn off your own lights. I guess is what I'm saying. This is a long winded <laughs> say, way to say, hey, internet, turn off your own lights. <laughs> yeah, I've seen stories where they like have the front doors like can be automated by these machines and. Um, oh, yeah. Like yeah, your yeah. delivery person, but like random people were getting access to the house. Or you, they, they, they have deadbolts that are wireless that connect to apps, Smart and you can yeah. you can say to your computer like open the door as you're pulling up, and it'll open it for yeah, you. No. Nothing. If it, there's the now to turn on your oven, your car, all of that stuff, because nobody actually reads the privacy agreement. It's like they can at any time just zap into wherever they want to be, which is why. And by the way, that's a great thing when like a criminal's on the loose and you're trying to find them, and then they can just zap in and find someone. Like there's no, there's no such thing now of like the nine day chase, right? They find those guys in like hours, yeah. right? <laughs> because the the world is so technologically advanced. The downside of that is that. Um, yeah, I don't know. People that think that Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates are philanthropists. It's like, guys, they didn't become the richest man in the world. The richest man in the world is not a philanthropist. You know what I mean? Like, well, the, 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 he's the, selling something. Yeah, you got, the dangerous make, thing about surveillance is that sometimes we do things that are illegal, but we ultimately decide shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. And if people aren't allowed to ever engage in any kind of rule bending, mm-hmm. then you just you collapse under authoritarianism. Right. People eventually become super rigid. It was I was talking with this hacker, Maxie Marlin Spike. And he said, it's the easiest way to understand. Look at all the states that are legalizing marijuana. How would people know they wanted to legalize it unless they were breaking the law? Mm. Now, imagine that concept. Cameras in every room, everyone being spied on. Mm. You would never explore that. Mm-hmm. You'd and, and then you get smoke. crazy people like Hitler, who I, you know, try to bring him up as little as possible. He would make stuff legal that was horrible. Like, you can't, just because something's legal doesn't mean it's right or right. even good. It could be horribly, disastrously evil. So... You know, if these things are, are listening to every word and then they make something illegal, like talking about, like they us are. having this conversation. Right. They, they, they do listen. How do you think it knows when you call its name? Right. It's, it's always, always listening. listening. It's always listening. And people just don't think like that. And like, I remember talking to, talking to my girlfriend. She's like, well, it's just nice. She's like, you know, Siri or Alexa, whoever it is, like, all these people are in your lives now. And they, she turns on the lights. And I'm like, was it that much of an inconvenience when turning off your own lights? Like, was it that really the thing that got you to give up all your oh, data my- and your private conversations with your husband? Like... Come okay, on, you're cool. laying, you're laying in bed and you're like, your eyes are half closed and you're like reaching and you yeah. can't do it. You just want to be like, yo, dude, turn I'm like, what time is it? Cause I just don't want to look at a clock. Oh, please. I just want to listen. I asked that machine like five times today what time it is. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't want, I don't have a clock. I don't want the phone in your yeah. pocket. Yeah. Light. I don't want to look at it. It hurts yeah. my, my yeah. eyes when I'm waking up. Uh, this, well. this, I, I love this idea for the, uh, the zoo hypothesis about like maybe we're like the earth is a big zoo reality show or whatever. Because now they're tracking everything we're doing. They're listening to everything. Mm-hmm. And if we really were living in, like, the Truman Show, well, people got cameras on their phones. 
you're like you're in the bathroom and you're on your phone and there's a camera pointing at your face. Uh, yeah. American Dad made a joke about that. They were like, all the CIA does is watch people take dumps from the from their front facing cameras. <laughs> no. I mean, I, I on my computer, my Apple computer, I do put like a little piece of tape mm-hmm. on it. So does like, Zuckerberg. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's another too. thing. It's like look, always look at what the tech people are doing. Like what's like really interesting to consider is none of them allow their kids to have smartphones. Yes. They don't allow them to have Facebook. They don't allow them. To have Why? Why would somebody create something that they don't want their child to use? Dude, when we were building mines. I, I co-founded Minds. Um, we um, we were like, how addictive do we want to make this? We were designing like the game of some gamification stuff, and we kind of agreed like 80, 82%. Because mm. if you go, but you can go all the way. Right. If you want to make it, so it's like heroin, digital heroin. I mean, you can do that to people. Yeah, well. And they do that. That's their jobs is come in, make it as addictive as possible. We want as much... You know, traction on the site, repetitive traction. And, yeah, and well, even the scroll mechanism, like the refresh thing, yeah. was designed after casinos because it's addicting. Like, you know, to refresh, refresh, refresh. Uh, like that was designed. The slot yeah, it was designed after Whoa. casinos to make it more addicting. And it's just people just don't think about it. Like, they just don't know. And I'm just, I'm just constantly conscious of technology, constantly conscious of the technocrats. I consider everything in terms of how they probably think. And it's just amazing. Every time people for a little bit of convenience will give up all their privacy time and time again. Yeah. Giving up your security, uh, giving up your freedom in exchange for security. Mm -hmm. And that, and that's really the theme of COVID-19, right? (laughs) That really is, I guess, you know, to extend it into what's going on today. It's, it's amazing. Like to what people are celebrating as wins and, and just it's, it's almost, it makes you question, whether or not the master and slave relationship is almost normal. You get what I mean? When I say that, I'm not saying it's good. I'm saying, is it normal? Because when I see these people that seek to enslave themselves, mm. despite being told the truth, despite being told, like, you know, like people don't, not all people want freedom is, I guess, what I'm learning now. Like, my, my people find it easier to be enslaved. We had uh, we had Yeonmi Park on. She's a North Korean defector. This was last week, and she ex- she she explained to us that when she finally made it out of North Korea through years of slavery in China, traveling through the what she said Gobi Desert, yeah. Yeah. makes it to South Korea. She said it was painful to experience freedom, and that if North Korea offered her food, she would have gone back. Wow. Yeah. Wow. She, the reason she said she left was that she was starving, mm-hmm. and so she she looks across the bay and she sees China and she's like, maybe if I go there, there's food. That was the sole motivating factor. Freedom w- was painful to, you know, you got to be responsible for yourself. Right. I wrote about that in my book. Like, you know, freedom is actually something that's very difficult. And just because you're given freedom doesn't really mean much if you're not willing to be responsible for your freedom. And most people don't want to be responsible for their freedom. So just listening to govern to government orders, mm-hmm. it's easy. It's a system that they can plug themselves into. Look at the, the mentality of a slave. I can, I can plug myself into this. They can tell me exactly what to do. And I'm comfortable with that. And the idea of removing government and having a thing for yourself like that's scary to a lot of people and mm-hmm. and justifiably because if someone makes the wrong decision and they have all the power they could end up hurting a lot of people mm-hmm. and we, even suffering consequences we got this big story that, that's been trending today i think there's like hundreds of thousands of tweets about tucker carlson saying this is being spotted by the Biden administration mm-hmm. there's there's reports coming out there like not even fox news believes it but i i First of all, this is a huge story. But when you were talking, you were just talking about technology and giving up all of our security and everything. Tucker mentioned that a whistleblower contacted him and, expl- and, and told them information about a story that could have only come from his texts or his emails. Wow. But think about that, right? We, 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 we view using our cell phones as a convenience. We, use, we, we see our emails as, as a convenience, but it's also normal. 
And now we don't realize that we've given up some of our security in exchange for using text and email. Like we didn't realize that was a, that was an exploit that the NSA or our political rivals could use against us. Yeah. I mean, I was on a show last night when he said this. And yeah. I mean, just knowing Tucker, he's obviously telling the truth. Tucker's not a person. He would never introduce anything on a show that he, it wasn't real research and he wasn't 100% confident in what he was saying. He's not just lingering something in front of someone's face. There's, there's no effort to tantalize the public with what he's saying. And, you know, it's a big story, but it's also common sense, you know, especially with this government, right, this totalitarian regime of Biden uh, where we can't even say things that are true. You can't even tell the truth when you're censoring a lot of people for literally telling the truth of what happened to them, right? I, I, I do kind of like some, something feels off about saying the totalitarian regime of Biden, because while I do recognize there's certainly a lot of authoritarianism the going after the grannies from January 6th, mm. giving credit for that to Biden seems well, it's wrong, no. Well, you know? so when you say totalitarian regime of Biden, like, you know, he's the puppet. He's yeah. a puppet. He's just put there, right? He doesn't know what he's doing. Like, obviously, he's not the mastermind of the Biden regime. The Biden regime <laughs> is just like... It's Jill. Yeah, it's, it's not, not even Jill. I mean, these <laughs> people need to realize these people... For years, the people that became president are selected by oligarchs. You know, they decide who they want to be president. Obama was picked. You know, they had him run. They're in with the media. The media is is just study propaganda. You don't recognize it when it's right in your face, right? Mainstream media is literally meant to control the way you think. I mean, it's called TV programming for a reason. It is programming your mind. Uh, you know, you, don't, you can take a, and I'm, that's not a conspiracy theory, you can take a basic marketing class and learn that, you know, like certain colors make you react a certain way. Music, you know, subliminal messaging in stores, buy it, buy it, buy it, you know. We, we had uh, Bannon on the show and a lot of people in our audience were surprised at what Bannon was saying. Like he said, tax the rich. He's like, these people are ripping you off. We got to tax the rich. And people who watch this are like, whoa, the media said he was like far right. He mm-hmm. was a fascist. He was a white supremacist. Sounds like an Occupy Wall Street guy. Right, right. Tax the rich. Yeah, they, I mean, well, they believe everything. I mean, they, there are people that are so invested and, and they, the funny part is, is they are the ones that call everybody Nazis and they know so little about Nazis. They know so little about Germany. They're, they don't even know what fascism is. They don't even know they are the fascists when they say censor it, censor it. They don't understand it because they're not meant to understand it because there's been this sort of rinsing of history and they just say, think everything they don't like is a Nazi and they don't know actually what the Nazis are. And it's, you know, how did Hitler accomplish what he accomplished? Right. Because he controlled the media, (laughs) controlled the media. You couldn't say anything. And that's exactly what's happening. A glowing profile piece about Joe Biden, Jill Biden. um, And people go, okay, well, why was Trump attacked? Because he wasn't in the establishment. The oligarchs didn't pick him. Right. They didn't get into a meeting and say, we want our guy in the office. If they had, they would have said he was the best person. Like we saw about Obama. You you could not find bad information on Obama. Right. Because that's that's they control the media. And they control people's minds. And there are people that are walking around in America right now, and they genuinely believe that I am a black white supremacist. Like, they're that far deluded. Like, it's like a Dave Chappelle sketch. I yeah, love it that. is. And it's they amazing. believe it because that's what they're told every day by the media. They watch it. You know, Candace Owens, she's just a black white supremacist. She just woke up one day and said, I want to help create a society that I can't live in. <laughs> yeah. that's <laughs> how, how can I help out. oppress myself? <laughs> this is it's, it's the perfect example of cognitive dissonance. And how, how are we supposed to progress? How are we supposed to solve our problems? When you have an entire faction that bases their worldview off of paradoxes, mm. like there are a bunch of like like you being a black white supremacist, it's not a possible thing. It's like Clayton Bigsby was a joke. Yeah, they literally believe it. Yeah, they do. They literally believe it. They the joke has become real life. Parody has now become real life. Right. And, you know, the first thing is it, it's it starts, I think, with taking power away from the education system. I am now a huge believer in homeschool. 
homeschooling and mm-hmm. like I know you were just showing me your mom does math videos I'm a huge believer now you know there there's a concerted effort to dumb children down in school and I'm not talking about a little bit I'm talking about kids cannot do basic math equations yeah. um, and yet they're learning critical race theory they're learning about emotions and how to just react without actually knowing why you're reacting they know nothing about history but love to throw out terms like Nazi and fascist and um, they're just emotional babies and so this sort of blubbering of the American mind can only be reversed if you take take your children out of the education system and yeah. go back to where this country began. Plymouth, you know, when they when they landed in Plymouth Rock, it was a bunch of moms being like, I'll take Monday, you take Tuesday. It was homeschooling yeah. and it, it was about community outreach organization. Um, I definitely will not put my child through the public school system in America. So, and the private school system is questionable now, too, because the government, the federal government is overreaching. There's all these different requirements now. Even if you want to homeschool, because Kanye, you know, I was with him at the end of last year and he wanted to start a homeschool thing. And he was talking to me about all of the roadblocks in California to prevent that from happening because the government wants your children. They want to make sure your children are dumb. Think about what's going on with all the critical race theory stuff, these these school board battles. Mm -hmm. Then you have at the same time, one of one of Trump's campaign uh, promises for in 2020 was school choice. We see a big push from conservatives about parents having the right to choose where their kids will go to school, maybe a voucher program. And the Democrats say it's racist to do that. No, you can't allow that because then the rich people are going to do this, that or otherwise. Then we see what they're doing They're It's, it's not this is this is the trick that the left is doing right now with critical race theory. They're saying no one is teaching critical race theory because no one is showing the book White Fragility, which is critical white studies. Nobody is reading Kimberly Crenshaw. You're all mistaken. What they're doing is they're applying critical race theory into everything else. Yeah. Then they're indoctrinating kids with psychotic nonsense. And then when the parents complain, what ha- what just happened? We saw this in Loudoun County. They arrested one guy because he was just standing there saying, I want to speak. And they were like, the event's over. You're not allowed. Yeah. And he's like, well, I, I was told I was allowed to speak. And then they, they arrest him. No, he didn't get arrested. I think he got detained and received a summons. So I think that's technically an arrest. One guy got into a fight. Yeah. But this battle's going to be big, you know. Yeah, but it's also like what it's – I'm always amazed when I go around and I, you know, get speak on stage. And the number one question I get is, what can we do? What can we do? It's like, it's your children. And they're being preyed upon by predators. It's it's like going around and having people ask me, hey, Candace, like I went to the playground today and a man showed my child pornography. What what should I do? It's like, what? <laughs> That's literally what's happening. Is they're showing children pornography and, and parents are like, I called the administration. What do you mean you called the administration? Call the cops. You know, like teacher are not, teachers are not immune from pressing charges against teachers for doing crazy things. Yeah. And if you're telling me that you, if you took a to the playground and a random stranger, because that's what these teachers are, they're random strangers, right? They're random strangers that have gone through radical, um, the radical education system. They're also the dumbest people, by the way, people that get education degrees. It's fascinating. Thomas Sowell has a book, um, called, Inside the education system, the lies, the dog, the dogma, and the indoctrination. And he talks about how, in terms of like their placements in their universities, the dumbest are people that get education degrees, which is really fascinating, right? Um, and so you're getting these people that are not the brightest, but are convinced of their own intelligence because they're being handed these degrees and accolades. And they go to teach. Like, think about the kids you went to school with. Like, people that became teachers, they were really nice, like, for at least in high school. Like, they were the nice kids, but they were not the brightest in our school. Like, they were like the, you know, C minus kids. They went on to become teachers and they should. Like, great. Uh, we need teachers. I, I support teachers. I love teachers, but they, they are convinced of their own education and whatever they're told to teach, they teach, right? 
and and I, I'm I know I'm painting a broad brush here, but so they go in, they they teach your kids all this stuff. You don't know them; they're strangers, and yet you're too fearful to remove your child from what has obviously now become a, a predatorial situation, right? You're preying on kids. You're teaching them race. You're teaching them how to hate one another. You're t- separating kids and saying, you know, why are you embarrassed about your white privilege? It's actually happened in New York school. Like, go around the room and talk about why you're, you should feel guilty for being white. Your children are being attacked. That's a predator. Remove them. That's, I mean, you're a parent. Forget when, it. When, when, they're, when they're teaching a lot of the stuff which borders on inappropriate sexual behavior, you think the police are actually going to do anything? There's laws. They have to. They have to. Literally, if you're a child with that teacher or she was a workshop, they do the workshops now. Justine Eng was her name. Um, I can't think of her last name, but it was Justine Eng something. And uh, she's the one that did both of the workshops. She was one that showed the pornography to the 16-year-olds at the Dalton School in New York City. And she was the same one who showed the cartoon to first graders about masturbation, about how it feels good to touch themselves. Let my child into the first grade have seen a cartoon about masturbation and I'm going to go if you literally showed a child on a playground a cartoon about masturbation that's disseminating sexual uh, material to a minor yep point blank if you go to the police and you file a report there's no law saying to police well it happened in school so you can't do anything as it was taught to them no wow you know, the second is, so one parent has the courage to do that right yeah, and a teacher that. gets arrested this crap yeah. is going to stop because teachers are going to be like uh uh-uh. uh let's go yeah. Look, you yeah. know what I'm saying I'm not getting arrested like yes. you're, you're, a, you're a sexual offender in my yeah, opinion, really Justine yeah. Ang should have to register as a sexual offender. Justine Ang Fonte, I think Fonte. is her name. Yeah, she, she should be in prison. This is, this is from a month ago. Columbia Prep students and parents reel after class on porn literacy. Mm-hmm. I can't say the words. I can't say the words that were being taught. It's like this was a class that taught, if I say the words, YouTube will maybe even take this video incestuous down. Incestuous porn. Like like incestuous what? porn. Yeah, in class. And none, I can't the say parents, some of these there was words, no bro. permission slip. That went out. It's to, disgusting. To first kindergartners? That, that was a 16-year-old. But she yeah. also 16. was the same one who did yeah. the first I mean, still, graders. The thing is, these people have and that the was title. A, that was a cartoon about masturbation for the first oh graders. They, about how gosh. it feels good to touch yourself. And it was talk, it was, it was a cartoon. I, they give these people tit- the title of teacher. And that it's similar to having the title of president. If you win the title because you got picked, then you get this title. But the real teachers are like on the internet, like Jordan Peterson. He makes videos. No one has to be there. People choose to listen and learn. Mm -hmm. But these people are, people are stuffed in and forced to listen to this person with a, with a a badge that says something that. That's what they've realized. That these kids are a captive audience. Mm. That, and, and they were, do you remember uh, when the lockdown first started? They started doing remote schools. And one of the teachers was caught. Someone recorded this where they were like, I'm worried the parents are going to find out what yep. we're teaching their kids mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Critical and race theory. And that's the thing. And, and the government understands this. And, and again, the irony being everyone is calling people, you're literally Hitler. You're literally Nazi. Well, what was Nazi youth? Okay. What was Nazi youth? It was a, a way to plug them into a system to get to get the children on board into the system to believe everything that the government believed. Well, that's the exact same thing that's happening right now. That it didn't change because it's happening on American soil. That they have obviously understood for six hours a day they have your children, they're, and now they're rinsing the schools of hard academics. They don't math is racist. That's an initiative by Bill Gates. Look and yeah. look it up. Bill Gates started an initiative saying that whites that math encouraging children to get the right answers a form of white supremacy. Um, he's calling it equitable math. And now he is pushing for the curriculum to stop teaching kids to get the right answer and to just allow them to tell you how they got the wrong one and they should still get a 100. Check, That's check, to make your child dumb. Check right? this out. Check this out. We went to uh, – we were talking about this yesterday. I went to a skate park over the weekend. And skate parks notorious for kids being punk rock, fighting with security guards, vandalizing property. And you know what the graffiti was at the skate park? Black Lives Matter. Trans rights are human rights. That yeah. was the graffiti. And I, and I started laughing. I'm like, 
that's like an Amazon.com, like big bold thing when you go on. It's like a, it's like, it's like a, it's a, it's a, it's an organization. It is mainstream pop culture. The embassies fly the flag and little kids think they're being rebels by adopting a message yeah. that is used by U.S. embassies and Walmart.com. Right. That is youth indoctrination. They, and they don't get it because these kids, they're kids, right? And the problem is that the adults are crazy, right? So the adult, adults are totally Looney Tunes, right? So the problem is, is twofold. It's that there's some weird Olympic event to be the most woke parent. Like, oh, we're so accepting and loving because my child is a non-binary species and it's amazing, right? That's like the new thing. And I'm like, I'm such an amazing parent. My child's a non-binary mermaid. And then you couple that with the education system that's reinforcing that. Okay, so how is it possible that when I went to school, there was no such thing as non-binary? We didn't have a single child that was non-binary. Yes, right? Sam. We didn't have it, right? So it's obviously not natural for all of these kids to be popping up now doing videos saying I'm non-binary because none of us had this issue when we were growing up. And none of the people that I went to school with, now that it's even an option, have opted into this, right? Because it just wasn't even presented to them, right? It wasn't presented. So it's not like, oh, they were just suppressing this. And then now that it's a thing, I have all of these kids that I graduate with that are like, I'm, I was always non-binary. No, it was like tomboys. Like I was a tomboy when I was in fifth the, grade. The, the, this is <laughs> why we got we got to be careful about saying it's just critical race theory in schools. Oh, it's because way it's more. critical theory in general. Yeah. It's like the Marxist yes. oppressor versus oppressed. Mm-hmm. It is critical gender theory. It is critical race theory. Mm-hmm. It is critical white studies. Mm-hmm. It is the idea that everything is bad. You're the bad guy. I'm always right, no matter what happens. You know, uh, you're the problem. Right. Give it's me it's power. like why roll the dice? Why roll the dice? People are. I would never send my child. They're getting the internet. Three year olds are on the internet. So we're talking about these technocrats keeping their kids off the internet. And there's a reason because when a three year old goes on and and looks at like cartoons, but then it turns out it's a YouTube cartoon of Hitler dancing with Bugs Bunny and you're like, what is this? And they're learning about like why it's okay to, why gender doesn't matter and it, it, hate your, it's whatever. raising it your children the internet stuff. is raising children and a good example of this like in the mainstream is so Dwayne Wade right he has a child who has come out as a trans I don't know how to, I don't even know he had a son who now identifies as a daughter right and I remember watching the story and, you know, him and Gabrielle Union came out and, you know, she's super woke and they were like, so saying how like brave and encouraged they were. And like, this is just who this person was. Right. But then I remember seeing the photo and, um, this is before he had declared his gender as being a woman or a girl. Um, and seeing a photo of his son in a crop top, you know, at a pride parade, um, and with long, long, like Cardi B, like fingernails. Right. Okay, well, that obviously wasn't who this person was. Where'd you learn the crop top and the long fingernails, right? That's social. Social construct. That's a social construct, Mm -hmm. right? So you can't tell me, you know, you can say people have a natural affinity, okay, wanted to hook up with the guy, wanted to hook up with the girl, but you didn't learn long fingernails, right? So where did your child learn that with my question, Dwayne Wade? How how do we start with the crop tops and the long nails? Because that's not a thing. And the answer, of course, is going to be the internet. Because if you're on Instagram today, that is a culture, you know, not even uh, the Kardashians, um, what's the... Uh, Kylie Jenner, you know, the oh, yeah. lips, the fingernails, all of this stuff. It created an entire culture of this. And you're a basketball player. I know how aggressive that schedule is. I know that it is hard to be a parent and be on the road playing um, X amount of games all all year. And so what was happening while you were on the road and he's, you know, in a split home as well. So it was with his, you know, with his, his mother. Um, it's likely that the Internet helped to raise your kid. And this is how we got here. But rather than have that conversation, which is much more severe and hard to have, we're just going to go ahead and allow your you know 12 year old at least then 12 year old to make a permanent life decision okay three, fine. three year old three Dwayne Wade three uh his trans daughter knew her identity since she was three years which old. is scary because I babysat three-year-olds who literally think they're mermaids like yep. I've had a three-year-old in a tub 
she cried and screamed and threw a temper tantrum because she told me she was a mermaid. I'm and I cannot imagine giving credence to that and saying, you know what? Sleep in the bath tonight because I'm, I am sorry and I can't wait to go to tell the other parents how amazing and woke I am because I'm accepting you as a mermaid. I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> sure when I was three and my mom asked me what I wanted to be, and this is a true story, I said a pumpkin. I like that. Like yeah, that. it was like I was just like a little kid, and that yeah. was like a story my mom would so say. Cute. People would be like, what does he want to be? And she's like, well, he said pumpkin. Yeah. So I really wanted to be a Power Ranger. Yes. Yeah. I still kind of do, but, you know. You know, he's joined the Marines. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody Crockett. recognized my Power Ranger which, skills. Which Power Ranger? Um, uh, that's a very good question. That's a very good question. By the way, in the retrospect, how racist. Yeah. <laughs> the yellow one's Asian. The black one's black. The white one's white. The pink one's oh, a girl. Pink one's what? A girl. Oh, that was so yeah, funny. That was I amazing. love the power. It's amazing. Probably the robot. Or that would was you like build your own? For all them, right? Oh. Build me, yeah. Like, I, I love, I like, like Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was yeah. it. It was I was into so weird though. Like, wait, wait, how, how did how did the original Power Rangers happen? Where they're like sitting there and like, let's make the Yellow Ranger Asian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, why, why would you? I know it's so great. It's so great. Black Ranger was I know. black. I know. I'm sure they're already canceled. We just have to look Google it. I'm it, sure someone realized that 20 years later. I'm dude, like, sure. It goes back to like the 70s. There was a show that was like the first one where there was like five people in different colored outfits that would come together to form like a big creature, and then it became Voltron. That it became the Power Rangers. Yeah, I was but Power Rangers. I, I don't know that original show. I'm yeah. not. I don't know what it's called. I have no idea. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Voltron. Yeah. Voltron was the '80s version. They were all, all these cat machines. They would ride around, and then they'd form this giant guy who had a big Gosh, sword, this Ian, big how robot. Old are you? Forty-two. Okay. It yeah, was hot. Eighty-six. <laughs> yeah. I like the green we're power. Dinosaur. Green. Remember when um, Mario Lopez was it? He was on someone's show. Yeah. And he said, "I don't think three-year-olds know that they're trans." You know what show that was? Who's, who's was it? The Candace Owens show. That was no your way. show. Yeah. <laughs> he, got he got in trouble. <laughs> he did. He came on my show, and it was. What was so bizarre, and Mario's a friend of mine, and like, what was so bizarre is like, we just didn't go there. Like, it was like sort of just, it was such a non-question. It wasn't like I was pushing him. It was just sort of like, what's it like in Hollywood now? Because you, it's the woke Olympics, and he was very nice, and he just said like, you know, for me personally, like, you know, I understand when you're an adult, do what you want, but we just let kids be kids. Yeah. You know, and they, and it was funny because it was like two months later after the interview and then suddenly like Mario Lopez is trending and there and everyone listened to it and it was like he literally said as nice as possible like hey let kids grow up and um they were in to cancel him and he, he had an issue he did apologize but I will say it was a very like it's always the same apology like copy and pasted where like you have to say it and you know I was bummed that he apologized but also not bummed because he's a great he's a fantastic person really a fantastic human being I think him and his wife are such an example of what it means to just be a very present family. I'm very impressed by them. And just imagine everything you have being gone in a moment unless you do this. And so, yes, I, I would I would stand by my guns. But when you have three small kids, it gets harder and it gets harder and it gets harder, right? He is, but think about the future for those kids. 100% true, but he's probably he, he's on the other side thinking of the future for those kids, right? So it's like whatever schools they go to, I don't know, maybe they go to private school, they have a house, he's got a mortgage to pay. So I've tried to be more understanding um, I think when you have the, the autonomy to do it, it's a lot easier. Like, there's no excuse when there's like a person who's like no family and just takes it. I'm like, come on, man. But I get it because he just, and I, I, by the way, I'm, I'm on your side. I think he would have done that and he would have been a hero and other doors would have been open, but it's a very big risk to ask somebody to take who's it's, that it's, established. It's true. And I've said this, like I understand people who have kids who are scared to speak out, mm. but it really sounds like you're betting the future will be communist wokeness. And so you want to keep your family safe. Yeah. But if everyone said no, then the future wouldn't be. Let me tell you, if trash. I could just maybe one day I, I might, I won't, but like the A-list celebrities president. that 
or in my inbox that I speak to, you would be shocked at how many of them hate it. I mean, it's all, it's, uh, they are definitely, I think the majority of them hate it. Right. It's actually the majority of them hate it. And I have conversations with them on the phone. And I'm just like, man, you're like top player in the NBA. It'd be amazing if you spoke out. Like, hey, you're the number I get the one, same two thing. R&B singer, you know, and it's I like, and they can't do it. And it, so they I, just talk to us almost like we're like I'm their therapist, you know, where they can yep. just let it go. I've had people, rock stars, skateboarders call me, some nearly crying. Like I'm scared, man. Mm. You know, I could I, I could lose any, lose everything at a moment. I don't know what to do. Yeah. And I'm like, you're gonna call me and talk to me for two hours. It's like therapy. It really is. It is. It's they like can't therapy. talk to anybody. They're scared. They're terrified. They know yeah. they can talk to me because they watch my show and they trust it. And I'm like, you have how many millions of followers? You could come out right now and just say, guys, I do not think this is okay. I think you need to chill. And they're like, yeah, but I'll lose everything. And I'm like, you're a millionaire, dude. Well, I mean, that's why kudos to that guy actually. Uh, the Mumford and Sons guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I read his piece today. Actually, it was the first time I read it. I think he released it five days ago. And just saying, like, I couldn't, you know, I knew that I could lose everything. But at the same, at the end of the day, like, my soul wouldn't sit right if I allowed this radicalism to be the reason. And he just stepped down from the band because there's things that are more important in life. And I think people like him are heroic. And to platform that, I think the more and more people that kind of inch forward and do it, eventually it'll just be an avalanche. Well, you look at what happens with Veritas. You know, when someone blows the whistle and goes to Veritas, what happened? That Facebook guy raised half a million bucks mm-hmm. because there are there, there are people who will support you mm-hmm. when you come out and you be brave. You will not be left holding the bag. Yeah. And I think what James is doing is incredible because he's proving it. Yeah, he's, he's saying be brave. And then he's like, and this guy got half a million dollars. Right. That's true. I was just thinking, is it going to take like another Jesus or Socrates that speaks the truth, speaks the truth, society revolts, executes the person, and then 50 or 100 years later, we realize, what have we done? Why? What have we... This person was saying the right thing. Mm. But you no, know, it's not going to take that because we have people like James. People, It's <laughs> happening. This upsurgence is happening all at once, and people are making half a million bucks after the fact. So. Yeah. We've, we've gotten, we've evolved. In are that you, sense. are you comparing James O'Keefe to Jesus or Socrates? <laughs> all of us, baby. Yeah. We all have that in us to speak up against the empire. And that's, if we yeah, do it no, together. It's, true. it's funny because I just recently reread Plato's Apology and it's just incredible. How history repeats itself and, you know, calling out the corruption of senators and, and the courage that it took to know that there was no upside other than, you know, death and, and to, and to have it be noble. And, you know, I hear that same message. That was kind of my mentality when I sort of jumped out of the window. And, you know, I know that was Kanye's mentality. If you listen to his music, I mean, a lot of the courage that I have is because I listen to so much Kanye West. And to me, I, I don't have the slave mentality, right? So I'd rather be executed running away, right? <laughs> Towards freedom. Like I, I'm, I'm definitely the slave that would have run away from the plantation. I'm the Harriet Tubman. I'm like, you know, I'm the Kanye West. I'm the, you know, pick a t- point in time. I'm, I'm the Socrates asking people to, walking down the street, asking them questions about what they think. But because freedom is natural to me. But I don't know, as I was saying earlier, if it's natural for everybody. I, I, I wonder now, as I look at this society, I look at COVID-19, people that were like, please lock us down. Please put us in our homes. Please tell me when to see my mom and dad. I'm like, maybe people just want to be enslaved. And this yeah. model of you know slave and master, meaning government and people that it controls, will never be broken. Freedom is scary. Yeah. Freedom is dangerous. For those of us that are adults, we're okay with that. Yeah. You know what I did today? I went and I picked a bunch of wild berries did and then you? I cooked them and ate them. Wow. I see yeah. that's, I gotta get on that. Like, one thing that I, I'm definitely lacking in is I think it is so important for us to know how to farm. Yeah. It's got- like so important. I mean, the amount of control you give up when you can't feed yourself yeah. is, that's like the next 
unlock the next layer of the Candace Owens game. I, I, I want, Candace I want, Owens Farms. When you pull the weed out, super yeah. smooth, it's so rewarding. And my last name is Farmer, legally. Oh, like, nice. I, got, I just got married. And Congratulations. My last name is, so now it's even weirder to be like Mama. Candace Farmer and literally Farms. <laughs> yeah, nothing. Candace yeah. Farmer. I want to I I talk about, you mentioned the lockdown stuff because uh, we got a story. It's a bit personal. I'm talking about a friend of mine who said he was cool with me sharing his posts. He did make them publicly either way. And right now we have the Delta variant. Now, I think New York, I'm not sure if it's New York, they're saying they're not going to do another yeah, lockdown. But L.A. is saying we're bringing back the mask guidelines because the Delta variant is scary. The first thing I'm going to say is a disclaimer to this. I am, I Look, I'm going to be telling a story about one person. I don't want this to be a shocking story. Like, I don't want it to be shock value or fear va- fear-mongering on the vaccine or anything like that. I just think these are things we need to talk about. Brett Weinstein talks a bit about this on his show. He's been demonetized. He's that. been given a strike over this. So I'm going to say this. Talk to your doctor. Raise your concerns with your doctor. If you're unsatisfied, you get a second opinion. These are normal things that people do. No one's forcing you to, like, listen to only one person. You can talk to as many doctors as you want. Just make sure you're getting... Except for Facebook, who's forcing you to listen to one person. That's Dr. Fauci, but go ahead. Yes. Well, well, fair point. Fair point. YouTube, (laughs) too. But what I mean is, like, in your daily life, you go to your doctor, and if you don't like what they're saying, you call another doctor. And you keep in these conversations. And I've talked to people. We've had people on the show who said they've had good doctors who have given them sound advice. But I, w- I, w- I want to show you this because this is uh, uh, this pertains a lot to people. I- I'm not trying to be mean to my friend. He's a good friend of mine. I've known him since I was a kid. But a lot of people just go along with whatever is being said. So I'll give you the gist of it. My friend uh, got the vaccine and he got nerve damage. And now his legs and he has, he has problems in his legs and arms. He was in the hospital for this. And he said that after a second second dose, this was over a month ago, he started feeling pins and needles in his arms and legs. It happened to my girlfriend, pins and needles, but she had it instantly. He said it was a couple days later, and then eventually he was struggling to walk. He was having tremors, and his arms and legs felt like they weighed 120 pounds. Mm-hmm. He ends up in the hospital. He just posted a message. I tweeted it out. He said, I made a hard decision today. I am officially stepping away from music for the foreseeable future. It breaks my heart that my injury has led to this, but with complications to my living situation, as well as constant fatigue and pain, I can no longer effectively serve my musical projects to the best of my abilities. I love my bandmates and our fans and friends. It's been a wonderful 20 years of shows and great times. I hope I can return to the stage one day soon. Until then, peace and love. Again, I'm not trying to say this is indicative of every single person this has Mm -hmm. happened to. I just think it's important that we have these honest conversations because if you suppress them, what happens? People freak out. They get scared. They get paranoid. Okay. It's simple. Something bad happened to my friend. What I'm trying to point out is that he had already had, he had already had the, the, the COVID. So he had, uh, he was immune. He wanted to play shows. The stores, th- these, these venues, they don't know anything about your medical history. So they just say, I don't care. If you got the vaccine, you can play. So he goes to get it. And then he ends up getting it. And what they think now is, there have been doctors recommending that if you've had the, the COVID at a certain, within a certain time, you can't get vaccinated until a certain time after or something like that. Yeah. Well, none of this is, none of this is, no, it's no longer conspiracy theory we're talking about because now the CDC had to look into the myocarditis, the kids that were having the heart right. inflammation. Now it's a warning. I, as of yesterday, they said there's now officially a warning and you can look up which on the Pfizer and the Moderna vaccine regarding potential heart inflammation side effects, which is incredible um, because it took this long for them to admit it. And we've all known this because we're talking to our friends and we've been censored. So there's so much 
I mean, there's so many people that should be sued for censoring this information because people that if we had just known and had an honest conversation, I actually think more people would be inclined to get the vaccine if there was an honest conversation as opposed to the mass censorship that we've the fact that you even have right. to start with. I'm just saying, you know, is the reason people don't trust Big Pharma or trust YouTube or trust, trust Facebook because they're not allowed to talk about what's happening. And, you know, I'm uh, uh, obviously a woman in her childbearing years. I had a girlfriend and I've talked about this on my show. She's a doctor. She had to get the vaccine, um, got it and, you know, bled for an, an extraordinary a long amount of time and hasn't had a normal menstruation cycle since right and so that was another story that kept popping up and now they're looking into it you know looking into it finally which means that enough has happened to enough people where they have to look into it and maybe two months from now they'll admit that you know it's causing some effects with menstruation who knows um but we, we who knows right but here is what i will just say so we can keep this conversation universal which will keep us off the ice with the youtube censorship lords common sense it's just not that common anymore right if we put a peanut in the middle of this table. Peanuts are good. I like peanuts. I like peanuts. If every single person had a peanut in the world, would all of us be feeling the same way about peanuts? Some people would be dead. Right? Oh, yeah. Peanut. Some some grows on trees. Yeah, people have allergies, right? Like uh, there are uh, me. I, I have a very severe allergy to mold. Like so, severe, shut down my life. Like if there is mold growing in a home, it is it is that bad, right? Not everybody has that. Some people can be around mold and they'll be totally fine, right? So if you talk about any product, styrofoam, it doesn't matter what it is. People have the strangest allergies ever, right? Weird allergies. Some people are allergic to dog hair, cat hair, human hair, right? Um, and we, we watch these episodes of all of these strange things, and it's obviously because what? We're not all the same. That's common sense. We're not all the same. We have different backgrounds, right? Suddenly you apply this to medicine, and people go, that's impossible. That's a conspiracy theory. Yeah. That should just indicate to you the power that big pharma, a trillion dollar industry has, where it is forcing people, right, to, to, or, or, or it's causing people to not think with common sense, which is that one size does not fit all. This, now, this, this is, this is my main issue with all of this. People are going to McDonald's and there's like a vaccine station outside. Oh my gosh. They're, they're going to bars and they're drunk. Mm. Now, I want to make sure I show that you, you mentioned the myocardi- myocarditis. It is a fact. CDC yeah. does now issue a warning, myocarditis and pericarditis following mRNA vaccination. They do mention, first thing, more than 177 million people have received at least one dose of the COVID-19 vaccine in the U.S. The CDC continues to monitor the safety of the COVID vaccines for any health problems that happen after vaccination. Since April 2021, they have been, 2021, there have been more than a thousand reports to the vaccine adverse event reporting system of cases of inflammation of the heart called myocarditis and pericarditis happening after mRNA COVID-19 vaccination. These reports are rare given that, given the hundreds of millions of vaccine doses administered and have been reported after mRNA COVID vaccination, particularly in adolescents and young adults. CDC and its partners are actively monitoring these reports by reviewing data and medical records to learn more about what happened and to understand any relationship to COVID-19 vaccination. You know what else is rare? Death from COVID-19. Very rare. Extremely, exceedingly rare, but that didn't, that didn't stop them from shutting down all of society. But now all of a sudden, this myocarditis and this symptom is, is rare and it's not stopping, it's not stopping them from doing the vaccines. They're not locking down the vaccines. So it's just, it's an interesting thing. Well, when rare matters to big pharma and when it doesn't matter to big pharma. And it's interesting that when they can make money, you know, exceedingly rare is fine. Keep doing the thing. But if they can't make money, right, exceedingly rare, it doesn't mean anything to them. It's like, oh, well, you know. COVID is more dangerous than the vaccine. If you just look at like, I think it's like, what, 0.2, I don't want to get the numbers wrong on the mortality rate from COVID. It is mostly older people. It is mostly comorbidities. But of the people who yeah, got Yeah, to young COVID, people, which one's more dangerous? To the teenagers that are getting myocarditis, which one's more dangerous? Yeah, so 
Question mark. Well, let's put question mark. Let's just put question mark. Which one is more dangerous for the teenagers and the children? The crazy thing is we don't know because they didn't do studies for years on the vaccines before they released them to the public. And every time people said that, you know, it's still not FDA approved. It's still, it's, um, you know, it's got. EUA. Emergency use authorization. Yeah, exactly. It's got emergency use authorization. But but I, but I do think, um, one of them, and I'm not, I don't know which one, so I'm not going to say, is, is approved for youth or something like that, like 12 to 17. They got approval for it. They might just be EUA approval. EUA approval. Yeah, when they start, yeah. they're doing it younger Emergency and younger, the EUA approval. But I, w- I want to read this. They mentioned confirmed cases occurred mostly in male adolescents and young adults aged 16 years or older, more often after getting the second dose than the first dose, and typically within several days of COVID-19 vaccination. So I will stress 177 million doses. Okay. You need to decide what's right for your family. You need to ask your doctor for a sound medical advice. Don't get polit- don't get medical advice from people like me on the internet or from comedians or from TV doctors. I, I I'm trying to we we're probably in trouble for even talking about it. Like right. that's that's you know, that's, that's the name of the game. Because that's that's sure. how much power Big Pharma has, and that's because Big Pharma gives billions billions of dollars to YouTube and Facebook and Twitter, right? So right now the YouTube lords are going, oh my gosh, we're getting this huge check from Big Pharma, and we need to make sure that we protect that money that we get. And so us having a conversation that should be had, which is an important conversation about health and how we're all different, and and people they should allow this if they cared about the well being of people get censored because they care about their paychecks, and that's yeah, the yeah. society that we live in, right? And, and I'll stress, yeah. we're not recommending anyone do anything. No. Right? I do 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 what's good for you. You know, for me, I had a vaccine reaction years ago. I'm not playing with it. You know, I have no interest in getting the vaccine. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm telling you to do it or not do it. I have friends that have gotten it, friends that have not gotten it. Um, and, and that autonomy used to be okay. Um, this is, this, this is the line I'm trying to dance, right? If you do not have conversations about the negative, then what happens to someone who experiences the negative? Mm. What, They're what, confused and they get angry. Well, they and go deep down into the conspiracy theories. Right. And that's what's wrong. And that's what I've been saying. Actually, I think more people are less inclined to get it now because there's so obviously not an honest conversation being had. I, 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 so, so this is what happens. I tweeted the story and I get a bunch of lefties being like, oh, you had one friend. So you're saying the millions? And I'm like, no, no, I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying like, here's a story from my friend. It's a tragic story. We need to have a conversation about what this means and what the results will be because it is affecting people this way. And I think people should talk to their doctors to make sure they're getting sound medical advice because I'm not giving it. And just because I post one story doesn't, most of the people I know, the overwhelming majority, no problems whatsoever. Well, let me we, tell you. We, we had we had a people we, we had I don't want I don't want to name the people who've come on the show who've talked about this privately because it's their private inform- medical right. information. We've had a ton of guests who are like I had no side effects whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But can we talk about it without getting banned? We'll see. Right. Well, I mean, Eric Clapton had a, a similar response. Right. That he thought he would never play guitar again. Right. Um, and yeah, so I mean, I think one of the things I think is the sad like that is most sad about it is that what they're doing now, and this is why I did a whole episode talking about my friend who. Um, you know, has not had a regular menstruation cycle since getting the vaccine. And she's like, we're actually people that did everything they told us to do and they're being gaslit, right? So they did what they're supposed to do. They stayed locked down. They didn't go to work. They lost money. And then when things opened up and the vaccine became available, they got the vaccine. So they followed all government orders. And now that same government is gaslighting them when they say, oh, I, I had a weird reaction. They go, that's not possible. So for right now, the menstruation thing hasn't been looked into enough. There's tons of articles on it, but they're like, it's hearsay. That's what they do. Um, and she's well, like, now I'm being gaslit from the same people that I listened to. That's a horrible feeling, right? But, and that's why I talk about it because I'm like, they're not being listened to and they did all of the listening. And um, I'll, I'll leave it with this joke. Uh, what What's the difference between a conspiracy theory and the truth? Eight months. Yeah. But I want to mention something too. There's two big things that I talk about with this. I really do think there's a lot of people online 
who will see a handful of these stories and hyper focus on them and then think like it's the apocalypse. And I've heard some really crazy conspiracies about the vaccine. I'm like, dude, there's not a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> there's not. People are saying in two years, everyone's going to die. And I'm like, that's insane, dude. That's not going to happen. How crazy though. Imagine if that did happen. Like, <laughs> it's just not going to happen. I know, but like, just later, let's just create a movie. Let's create a movie right now. Obviously it's not going to happen, but what if it did? Imagine if every person <laughs> you knew who got the vaccine died. It falls over. That's crazy. It's that's a crazy, things- funny movie to consider. Yeah, yeah. Not funny. I mean, terrible, terribly like horrible. Funny, like, strange. People, funny, strange. Yeah. Like, Whoa. People want to believe the world is this like movie, and 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 I tell people this like silencers aren't real, guns. Don't oh, go. someone just messaged me like, can you t- tell Tim that some silencers do sound like the movies? You can you can like treat them and make it so it's like you can't hear it. Okay, like, okay, sure. But the idea that like, I heard you, spy, dude. Thanks for messaging. A spy me. walks into a room and screws on his hands and goes, pew, pew, pew. it's like okay, okay. Any, anyway, but that's look. what James Bond did. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Movies, not real life. Yeah. Okay, sure. There are certainly some there very, might, very yeah. quiet surprises. I didn't look into it. It probably subsonic rounds. I don't know Movies enough about it, but sure, are. fine. The point it is, is a post-apocalyptic film, though, right? Here's, here, I'm worried about two things. One, how many, uh, for sure, like I can talk about my friend because I think we need to have these conversations, but how many of these news stories over-exaggerate? There was one story from the New York Post where they were like, two days after getting a vaccine, a college student died. And at the bottom, it's like the vaccine had nothing to do with his death. It was like alcohol related or something like that. That was the same with COVID-19. I remember like there was like a five-year-old died of COVID-19 and then like a little thing at the bottom said like she also had meningitis. I'm like, oh, (laughs) oh my gosh. Okay. So she probably died from the meningitis, not the COVID-19, but they were doing the postmortem testing and I notoriously blew up the story of the governor of Connecticut who should be in prison for a lie, but he told saying an infant died of COVID-19. And through my back channels, because it was a Connecticut story and I'm from Connecticut and my sisters were both pregnant at the time and this story traumatized them. I decided to get to the bottom because I knew he was lying. It was the way he phrased it. Yeah, of, first, of is the word. COVID-19 complications. And then Myth. I find out that actually the baby was suffocated by its drug addict's mother. And oh then in postmortem gosh. testing, they tested for COVID-19. And wow. that was enough to be on the list. Didn't right? George Floyd have COVID? He did. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, and, and so it's like, it's just one of those things that's so frustrating because like, again, when the media wants to be evasive, they're evasive. And then like all of this data, I know Tucker Carlson and Torsi got in trouble by literally reading the various data and saying, you know, this is not good what we're seeing. And they're like, well, we, there's no way to confirm that data. I'm like, okay, well, it was enough when, when people were getting COVID-19 for you to add to the death ticker. But I guess it's not enough when people are talking about vaccines. And again, only one of those. That's. One of those things makes, you know, big pharma money. That's the double standard. Mm-hmm. That during COVID, there was one viral video, apparently like someone had, got into a motorcycle accident and then had COVID. And I think it was a health official from Illinois who mentioned like that will be listed because yep. a person died with COVID. She did. It was a, it was a, I remember we, watching the video. We kept hearing, I mean, it's really, really extreme. If it saves one life, right? They're like, we're going to lock everything down if mm-hmm. it saves one life. It's like that's the double standard. Right. When it comes to big pharma, when it comes to just... Going 100% in one direction when it's, when it's the establishment of the left, you're allowed to. We, we can barely even have conversations about adverse reactions without getting banned on YouTube. Yeah, well, I do. And I talked about it on Instagram because, like I said, I had, a, I had a bad reaction to the Gardasil vaccine. And from then, I just said I will never stay silent about it. And I, it's incredible how many women have written me and just said thank you for talking about this because so many women were injured by that vaccine. You know, yeah, you know, you know what their mentality is? It was right? so bad. You know, mean, but you know what their mentality is, though? The, the, the officials say... Look, we know that vaccine injuries are real. We know that there's a certain percentage. That's why the CDC mentions, look, we had 177 million, over a thousand myocarditis reports because they will publicly say this. And I think Fauci even did. It is worth it because you save more lives with the vaccine than the people who get hurt by it. And the people who get hurt by it are, are not likely to die. 
And that's literally been their, their, their line of thinking. It's really fascinating because it's this very utilitarian versus deontological argument. Mm-hmm. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Okay, we vaccinate everybody. There will be some injuries to people, but that's okay. It's the trolley problem, right? You've got a person on, the, you know, you've got the five people on one side, one person on the other. The train's going to hit the five people. You can pull the lever. It'll hit the one person, but you chose to hit that one person. Right. How many people probably would just be fine if they went to their doctors, asked for medical advice. The doctor said, here's what I recommend for you. And it wasn't the vaccine. And they went home and they never got COVID. Nothing happened. Yeah, but how disgusting that people that get COVID are still being told they have to get the vaccine. Like literally science saying to you, we are smarter than the human body. And like, so those natural antibodies, no, you need to get these fake ones, you know? And it's so that's even more bizarre is that like they haven't even isolated the virus. They've created a vaccine. That they say, if you get the virus, you know, is this will, you'll have less of a chance of dying. Even though, as I said, if you're young, you have a remarkably like virtually non-existent chance of dying anyways, forcing you to get it, to be able to go back to school and to resume your normal life. And, you know, just because I don't know, they decided that's totally necessary. And again, they just they just seem so hypocritical because it's like they either care about the few for the all or they don't. Or it's the exact opposite. They're sending mixed signals right now. They're telling us vaccines work, but then saying that if you if you don't have the vaccine, you you should be masked. And it's like, well, vaccines work. Oh no 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 no. The Delta variant. The World Health Organization says now even with the vaccine, you should be wearing a mask. Yeah, and socially. That's distancing. new. But even before when they were saying vaccines work, right? If vaccines work, why do you care? I am not vaccinated. Why do you care if I am next to someone who is vac- is, is vaccinated because they should be protected? And we know that they're not protected because Bill Maher, all these people are coming out. They got the vaccine and they're still getting COVID-19. So now well, what was the exercise about? If they can still catch it and his wasn't the Delta variant, right? If people are still getting COVID-19 after getting the vaccine, now explain to us what this song and dance is about. Well, this is interesting because the YouTube rules actually say you can't state the vaccine is a guarantee and you can't state the vaccine doesn't work. You have to actually say it mostly works like it's 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 bizarre there's a huge list of youtube's rules and i I got an official statement from them me too from facebook anything that creates vaccine hesitancy will be banned well if it's the truth on youtube Mm. this was interesting because reuters came out with a story oxford did a study on ivermectin and they said it may be effective but they're still doing trials i want to make sure that's very clear because youtube asked me to and they said uh, all all that matters when you're talking about hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin is you mention the fda says it's not approved it's not effective and tell people to talk to their doctor and you should be fine so, okay, we'll see if uh, if that's enough for them. But I kind of feel like it won't be because we've certainly been flying close to the sun in this one. Yeah, man. It's Common important. sense. Nine new billionaires have been minted. The and governments have extreme, extraordinary powers since this COVID-19 thing. But, okay, sure. I, I get passionate about physical health. I'm, it, the, 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 the medical industry has it. I don't know what you call it. The What do they call it? Where they cut stuff out if it's, if it's infected rather than try and treat it. Uh, but basically, it's been around since the Rockefeller built this industry. Uh, uh, Blood os- osteopathic medicine, mm. where you'll cut out a problem instead of trying to treat it from the inside by treating the lymphatic system. So this whole system is built on like treating the blood after the fact. Let's mm. let's try and pump some where you can. Tr- Fix your lymphatic system's acidity by like eating the right foods. No, and, no, no, and, no, 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 well, no, no. Oh, no, you, hold on, hold on, hold on, bro. Like, th- I, I genuinely, when I see these like YouTube videos and they get into it and they start talking about what you should be doing and what you can do. I'm not a fan of that. Steve Jobs thought he was going to drink fruit and cure his cancer. So, like, I don't, I don't, I don't like. Uh, the, there's no cure. For, no, no, for I, don't, I don't like the idea always, of like 
I'm just stopping eating healthy. I mean, I mean, we got to start at the bottom. Do you mean like preventative from getting yes, sick before? Yes, preventative. If the, if the not, not like after you get sick. Right. But like, he's correct. Yeah, of course it's not preventative. They're, they're never trying to like, there's so many steps that can happen before you get to like a person that, and by the way, this is kind of making me think of when you said that, like the Britney Spears thing I've been kind of talking about a lot because she kind of, she, obviously this has been a big story. She came out and says that she's been in prison and she definitely has been and people, I, I believe people should go to prison for what they did to her because it's just, it's incomprehensible. She had this very obvious out in the front mental breakdown, but like the reason for that mental breakdown was very clear. She was begging the paparazzi to leave her alone. They didn't. It was insane. Um, and it reminded me of uh, when I was in college. This was actually a moment in my life that changed my life. And I will never forget the name of the girl who did this. Her name was Zoe Esposito. All teenage girls are like on the brink of suicide. Like we're just like, highly emotional. I'm, I'm being hyperbolic, obviously. But like, you know, it just being a teenager in general, right? It's just a lot more angst. Like that's one time I don't want to go back to is being a teenager. And um, my boyfriend and I were in high school and we broke up. And I was in, uh, he was my high school boyfriend. I was in my freshman year of college. We broke up on the phone and I was like devastated. Well, I tell you like devastated, like, like screaming, crying, like the RA came to check on me. Like I was like, I couldn't stop crying. Wouldn't get out of bed. My dad was so scared because he had never heard me sound like that. But he got in his car and he drove up the two and a half hours from to university and picked me up from my dorm and took me home. You know, like what is wrong with my, like, I couldn't do, I wouldn't eat nothing. And, um, took me to the doctor. Because that's what you do, I guess. Your child's sad. You take him to the doctor. And the doctor wrote me a full prescription for Xanax. Because he's like, you know, you're crying a lot. Xanax will help you deal with the anxiety of this breakup and whatever. So I go back to university that night. And I've got this um, Xanax prescription. And this girl, Zoe, thank God, um, met me in the dorm. Because she was waiting for me to get back. And she talks to me. And I'm like, well, the doctor gave me Xanax. And she's like, I'm just going to ask you a question. She was like, why are you going to take that pill? And I was like, because I'm really sad. And she was like why are you sad? Like, you know, why are you so sad? And I said, you know, because me and so-and-so broke up. And she said, I have this thing that if you can answer the question why, right, you don't need a pill. Like, that's a human emotion. And you're going to have to learn to deal with that emotion, right? And now we kind of live in a society which doesn't believe in people dealing with any emotions. And it's sort of like, you know, we over-prescribe for everything, right? So it's like, you know, now you have the kids notoriously that are hyper six-year-olds. Six-year-olds are supposed to be hyper and jumping off Put him on Ritalin. Put him on Adderall. Your kid won't focus on math. It's like, cause he literally wants to be outside screaming and jumping from the monkey bars and like, you know, jumping off of a tire swing and instead you're telling him to focus on math. Like that's a normal thing. And so I, I see what you're talking about regarding like all of these things before you get to the thing. Cause now I know those girls who took the Xanax and they're 30 and they're out of their minds, yeah. you know, because oh, every man. time they feel an emotion, they put a pill. They don't know how to deal with this regular is, anxiety, you know, because they, they don't know that, like, you have to figure out how to deal with yeah, a lot the of thing, it, you know? Food, like, you, you sugar know, will make kids is. crazy. If you cut I, that out of the diet, it helps. I think these big tech companies don't want to have any liability for self-harm. Mm-hmm. So when I was talking with Jack Dorsey, for instance, on, on the Joe Rogan show, what did Jack say? He's like, well, there's a lot of people who are prone to suicide, so we need to protect that group. Right. What is what is YouTube saying right now when it comes to their rules and all of this stuff? Just make sure you tell people to go to their own doctor. Right. Now, I genuinely do believe yeah. Joe Rogan should not be giving medical advice, and you should be going to your doctor. And I'm not giving anybody advice. Go to your doctor. But they're worried that someone's going to do something. They're going to blame YouTube. They're going to blame Twitter. And then they're going to have to pay out for it. I think it's cool to talk about like all, all of the COVID stuff is like one thing. But then the... The talking about like the medical industry is a whole other. It's, it's a, very important. Yeah, yeah. It's very Could you important. imagine what's going to happen to all the Bernie Sanders supporters who want universal health care 
when they start making videos complaining about the big pharmaceutical industries, the costs of healthcare, mm. their concerns about how drugs are given out to make money instead of actually curing diseases. Yeah. Oh, YouTube's going to ban all of those Bernie well, bros. Well, America is like that. I mean, especially, you know, I'm obviously I'm married to a Brit and when you go overseas or you go to Europe and you see the relationship that they have, it's just we overprescribe. Our idea is to not treat anything, you know, to diagnose it before you even understand it and to give somebody a pill, right? And so, like, obviously, the fact that I was able to, I knew why I was sad. You know what I mean? I knew why I was sad. It wasn't like I was just, like, woke up, broke down crying and didn't know why. Then you say, okay, maybe there's some, you know, chemical imbalance. And increasingly, we're getting people that don't, don't even understand themselves before they're kind of put onto the big pharma track, which is a pill to manage everything in life. And then when, when they don't have that pill and they feel an emotion coming up, like they're, their thing is, how do I get rid of it? How do I make it go away? When you had, the, after you had that conversation with Zoe, what was your like, the whole experience thing for the next few? Like, how did you kind of? It still sucked. I was still out? sad. There you go. I was still sad. I threw all the pills out because it just made so much logical sense what she said. And I thank God because I'm like, I don't know what would happen if I just was like taking Xanax all the time. But I, re- I had that mentality of I recognize I'm sad because this thing happened, and I now. I, I'm able to deal with sadness because I know what it feels like. I know what, if I, you have anxiety, oh my god, I have anxiety. I have to take a pill. I got a pill. Well, why are you anxious? Because I have finals. Okay, well then you know why you're you're anxious. So you got to figure out how to channel that because it's not healthy to keep thinking that you just take something to make human emotions go away. Now, of course, there's a line where like, okay, then you say like you just brought up. Well, what, what about the kid who's going to like actually just kill himself? Right. Well, like, what about okay, the that's different? With actual chemical imbalances and that's exist medication. And that's yeah. what Zoe said. She said if you said to me, Candace. I'm crying. I don't know why. Yeah. Well, what there you go. What Something's said, wrong, right? What, that yeah. exists. That's what if very I said true, to you, I have anxiety because of the military industrial complex? <laughs> I'd be like, bro, turn off YouTube. I don't think yeah. there's, a, I don't yeah. want to pill it out, but like, what's the solution? Yeah. Yeah. I'm being serious. There's a real question, by the way. Yeah. The solution is to talk to a medical professional yeah. and ask them Always. for a medical opinion. Yeah, exactly. And if you're oh, unhappy, you get, a, you get a second opinion. Well, it could be like a, a psychiatrist. I mean, I just want to treat the problem. Mm. Your anxiety? Yeah, like I'm having anxiety because the military industrial complex was built in the I think the 40s to be the world police, and I'm concerned. You oh, should you help. should you should talk about it. Um, oh. I don't think you should have anxiety over that. Okay, I people mean, it anxiety is a over anxiety is a real thing. You just get yeah. anxious sometimes about whatever it is. I mean, but people don't know it, what it was also real about it is that increasingly, is people don't realize that that's a human emotion that you're going to have to learn to deal with, you know, in every capacity, and, yep. and unless it's crushing and overwhelming, and you like you can't like you know. I don't know. Again, opinion. Talk to your doctor. But I'm just talking about a personal experience that happened to me, and it really shaped my my mindset on those things. I'm, so yeah, important. I'm not, and and I want to make sure this is clear too. Like, I'm not just saying talk to your doctor because YouTube says it. <laughs> I legit was like when Joe Rogan said people shouldn't get the vaccine. I was like, Joe, come on. Like, mm. people shouldn't be asking a comedian or a TV doctor for advice. Yeah, but it's not advice. It's an opinion, right? So why that's doesn't? That's, that's my true. thing. Is like, why can't Joe have an opinion? Hmm. Like, if you said like, if I just said to you like, you know teenagers shouldn't be taking Xanax like why is it suddenly like you're not a doctor how dare you it's like dude it's just an opinion like now everyone's like too offended to hear people's opinions like I have an opinion when I was you know working with Charlie Kirk Charlie was running at 1.10 miles a day right literally like a psychopath a total psychopath (laughs) everywhere we went we were traveling five times a week he would just grab his shoes and go and I would say to him over and over again you really shouldn't run five ten miles a day I'm not a freaking PE teacher. I'm not like, you know, but I was like, that's not going to be, can't be good for your joints. And Charlie had the opinion that he should do it. He used to be like normal. You should just be able to give your opinion. And then all of a sudden what happened? Charlie hurt his back and Charlie can't run anymore. So guess what? (laughs) I didn't have to be a PE teacher. Now I always said to him, you know what, Charlie, I hate to say this, but 
I told you so. That, told you so. Why can't Joe Rogan have an opinion? That's well, a good, there's that's, a difference between having no, 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 an opinion no, no. and expressing an that's, opinion. That, no, no, that's fine. That's a good point. But with great power comes great responsibility. And so they didn't ban Joe for saying this. Joe just came out. I don't think, you know, Joe's response was, listen to Fauci, I'm an idiot. I'm like, no, 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 no. Fauci is a TV doctor. Yeah. So, like, I, I, I we had, we had someone on the show who mentioned, uh, I don't know, it was Crowder, Crowder mentioned this. Uh, he put out this video where he said his wife, uh, went to the doctor and because of her medical issues, the doctor said, you are not a candidate for the vaccine. And that's like a legitimate doctor saying, here are the, here's the things you need to understand about why you are or aren't, you know, you know, sh- should be doing this. Fauci's the guy who goes on TV and says, everybody should just go and get it. And it's like, stop, stop. There are going to be people who walk to a bar and get drunk and, and these guys don't know their medical history. And then what? Is, is Fauci going to be out responsible? Yeah, but why, but why should Joe Rogan say that? That's, I, I don't, I don't like this argument. And I'm, and I'm going to say I disagree with you on this because Joe Rogan is a podcaster. He is the guy who likes UFC. He talks. Yes, he has a big following. So what? Why, 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 why aren't we teaching people to better discern who you should be getting information from? Mm. Right? Why are we trying to make it seem like now that he has a big platform, now everything he says, like, you know, he has to take, you know, everything has to, at the same time though, and here's why that also annoys me, is because let, any of these Hollywood celebrities be like, let your kids pick your gender. And we know, obviously, it can lead to suicide. People, you know, people mutilating their bodies when they're young. All of these things that are much more complex. We don't kill them. It's because they have an issue with this particular instance of him sharing his opinion. You mean ban them? Yeah, ban them. Make them yeah, exactly. <laughs> make them go away. But it's because of this particular instance, because it's surrounding big pharma. There's a lot more sensitivities. He gives his opinion about a ton of stuff. I mean, he could say, do... Yoga. He's talked about medicine. He's talked right. about psychedelics. Whatever. That's it's a, it's a podcast. But, let, but I, let him have his opinion about things. But Joe Rogan didn't get banned over him telling that story. Like, what I mean is, like, people who go on YouTube and tell people to do something. They're like, you should do this. That's Here's what you should different. do. I'm like, nah, 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 nah. Like, you... Like if you if, if like Dr. Fauci going on TV and telling people what to do, yeah. there's gonna be people who look when when Donald Trump mentioned hydroxychloroquine, and then everyone started freaking out. What if people actually start eating fish food like that one story, which turned out to be bunk? I guess. What's the difference between Dr. Dr. Fauci saying the same thing? So then if, you if, also disagree with all the celebrities doing the photos of them getting the shot in the arm. Absolutely. Well, when they tell you to go do something. They do. They, they should all be saying, ask your doctor if this and is they right don't. for you. I know. Yeah, I know. so That's it's like it's like Joe Rogan's getting hit for what everybody is doing. But if it's on the other end of the spectrum, it's fine. It's irresponsible for a bunch of people to be sticking their arms in yep. and being like, get the vaccine. You know what I mean? Get the vaccines today. Did what I did today. Got the shot. It's equally as irresponsible. In my this, opinion... Raise smarter human beings. Okay. If you're so dumb that you are, that you think that every one of your life decisions should be informed by Joe Rogan. Mm. Okay. You got a a lot bigger and no, but same to to anybody, right? But um, I mean, not life decisions, but like medical decisions, right? Like anybody or you or me. Like if you're so dumb that you think that like everything you do should be exactly what Tim does or what Candace does or what Joe Rogan does. I'm throwing us all in the same box here. Like, you know, then you're, you probably shouldn't have the internet because you're a, a very <laughs> malleable mind look, look. and like it's just not a safe place for you to be. Like, you, ju- you need a safe space. Yes. I just, I just mentioned how like earlier I was like, I picked wild berries and then we cooked them. We made wild berry chicken. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Like we cooked them down with yeah. some lemon juice in it. But, um. Let one person do the wrong wild berry and there you go. Yeah, the I, know, I know, I know, I know. Like the white mulberries. Yeah. Ones, the Tim white- said to make wild berries and no, I'm, I'm not Remember the meat was saying eat cicadas yeah the whole time i'm like no don't eat bugs off the ground they could yeah. be dirty yeah. there's a story about a dude who ate like a slug on a dare and oh. then got paralyzed and oh died. my gosh and you had a guy in leesburg I virginia remember i read that story it was crazy yeah. the, the the guy the slug yeah was there crazy. was there's a guy in leesburg virginia who was filmed i think it was by cnn going out and picking cicadas off the wall and being like 
I'm going to serve this to people. I always wondered how over the thousands of human years of history, how we figured out what herbs are safe to eat. It's because people died. People ate all the other ones. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Or even like, you know, uh, the trending Kylie Jenner lip, the lip challenge and now tiktokers dying because it's like it's like you know, a little uh, at a certain point we just have to ask people to be a little smarter what's the kind and then we have to stop putting yeah, yeah. there was the lip challenge where people were literally putting oh, their bottles yeah. and their lips in bottles and getting stuck and having to go to the emergency i mean there's like a whole crazy thing of people doing things because they find <gasps> stuff on the internet and at the end of all of these things they always blame someone like kylie jenner like joe rogan it's like no we just have to raise smarter people you have to be able to discern especially with so much information like you you obviously are not following joe rogan because you're like he's a he's Doc, if his name was Dr. Joe Rogan, like Dr. <laughs> Joe Biden, I'd be like, you know, you're a little responsible because you're pretending to be a doctor, right? And like people might take what you're saying seriously, but like Joe has never pretended he was a medical doctor and no one who is a fan of his would say he did, right? And no one who's following his stuff. So they're trying to say he's irresponsible, but I think that's a little, dis- I think that's a little, um, and it's just not genuine to say that. It's a little disingenuous to say we, that. We, I, I think... We do have a problem with people just going online and then doing dumb yeah. stuff. And, and now all of a sudden we're responsible, right? It's like, oh, my God, like, that's it. And it's like, that's not fair to us. That's not fair. It's, it's like, a lot of just weight. be smarter. You know, like, uh, be smarter. You- if you're li- looking for information, go see your doctor. I mean, that's kind of common sense. If you're looking for medical information, go see your doctor. Like, I'm talking about my personal experience about Gardasil. Like, does that mean that every single person shouldn't get Gardasil? I don't know. Go pursue your own information. But don't say, well, it was irresponsible when Candace shared that story about Gardasil because she's not a doctor. No, it's, it's like, blessing. no, dude, like, right. I'm telling you what happened to me. You just talked about your front, your tongue. Like, it's, I- I'm just so tired for, like, now we're all responsible for everybody else's, it is- like, 100 percent a double standard when a celebrity can tell someone to get medicated Mm -hmm. and then youtube says you can't do that youtube says if you recommend these things it's against the rules and i'm like but they they pick and choose right like is it responsible when lena dunham posts and you know the whole fat positive movement which makes me sick right right and like literally the number one killer forget covid19 it's fat Literally, the number one killer in America is heart disease led from from obesity. Is it responsible? Causes cancer. Causes every every bad ill. You know, really comes from being overweight. Is it responsible when uh, Lena Dunham decides to put a post on Instagram about how much she loves her fat? They start hashtags about fat positivity, and all these women talk about. And I'm not talking about a little extra curves. I'm talking about clinical obesity. Right? There's a literal clip. If you go to Lena Dunham's Instagram page, you can pull it up and look at it of her writing this whole long diatribe about how happy she is to be fat and how we need to do this and we need to normalize fat. You're literally saying for people to normalize things that is the number one killer in America. Do I do I hear her being canceled? Do I hear her being banned? Or is she being asked to issue a statement? Oh, but Joe Rogan has it's like it's just it's just Yeah, if she was foolish. talking about sugar and aspartame and high fructose, but there'd she probably is. a lot more pushback. Oh, okay. But what, she is, what, right? What? When you talk about clinical obesity, like I mean, you have to see the picture, honestly. I don't know if you guys during this thing pop up and throw things up. You have to see what I'm talking about. This image that she put up, it's it's disgusting. It really is. And we've gone from love yourself in any size, meaning like, yeah, I agree with that. Like some girls are curvy, some girls are thinner, like that's cool. But now we're talking about celebrating clinical obesity, and those people are never held responsible. In fact, it's the exact opposite. They're held up as brave. Read the articles. Brave, inspiring, so amazing. I love I it. I don't think I can put up that. And you need to show it. You better what show it. it. it what is it it's, from? it's from her Instagram page, and it's her sitting recently. Yeah, maybe like a month ago, but like I don't know that she posts too much. And I saw it, and I was like, any person who objectively knows about health knows that this is a bad way to program people and have kids in the comments going, this is so brave, it's so inspiring. It's like, what is it inspiring you to do when someone who obviously has clinical obesity, this isn't like a, she's a couple of extra pounds, it's clinical obesity, and you're celebrating it. Joe Rogan... Uh, Lena Dunham. No, but, but, but hold on. Here's my point. Here's my point. I don't think Lena Dunham should be going around telling people to be unhealthy. 
and like giving them advice like you should eat garbage food and be unhealthy and not take care of yourself. And I don't I, I don't think people should be recommending that people go do things. It's fine to have an opinion. It's mm-hmm. fine to be like, here's what I think. Here's what happened to me. And but I he think- says he, he said in that clip, Joe said, you know, if you ask me, if you had asked me, I would say, no, you shouldn't do it if you're whatever age. He didn't say it in a way as if he was some great authority. Yeah. It was very much opinion. And he is an opinionator. I'm an opinionator. You're an opinionator. Right, right, right. What, what I mean is. When a celebrity posts a photo saying, go get the vaccine, when mm. Fauci posts, goes on TV and says, everybody should go do it. I'm like, no. That's irresponsible. You should go talk to a doctor because we had, because uh, uh, we have the story from people like Crowder. You have the story where people literally say, I went to my doctor. My doctor said, no, mm-hmm. it's that, it's that simple. Yeah. And that might be your case. Maybe it's if rare. If you're pregnant. Yeah. There's all sorts of different things. And, and yeah, but at the end of the day, I think we have to start having people be responsible for like, you know, thinking. Yeah, you, yeah, it kind of goes back to the master slave or leader follower conversation where like if you want to be a teacher, you might maybe you shouldn't be. Or if you want to be the president, you're probably not cut out for the job. If if you're in a position of leadership like you are or like Tim is big time, you guys are. It's not like you want everyone to fall on every word you say, but they're going to. I want people to think. And that's why when I'm doing like when I do podcasts, I'm encouraging like from the beginning talking about aliens. My whole mission is to make people think critically, think critically about even what I'm saying. Right. So that's my goal. And I think that that's the role that we play as podcasters and commentators is that we're taking the news and we're thinking critically about how we digest that news. And I think that's kind of the role that someone like Joe Rogan serves when he's talking about all these different topics. It's just we're just thinking and we can't make thinking and saying what your opinion is a crime. How do you find critical well, thinking? These, uh, these YouTube channel, this, these big tech companies have zero faith in the average person. And mm-hmm. they think that someone's going to watch Beavis and Butthead and then go play frog baseball. So they better tell everybody you can't do it. If we travel down that path, and we have been, then eventually you just get rid of all media. And then your movies will be like in that mm-hmm. movie, The Invention of Lying, where it's a guy sitting in a chair in a white back room just reading a piece of paper and, about history. Anytime yeah. it'll be like, warning, this is a joke. Anytime but, but being honest, joking. though, the real... It's not because they're afraid people are going to harm themselves. It's because, like I said, there's profit motives. And right now, you know, they're pretending they care about the irresponsibility of what Joe said. But in reality, they just want people to get the vaccine. And that's very apparent. But you say that, but they don't care about that, right? Because if somebody does get injured from the vaccine, they don't care that people told you to get it. They care about you telling them not to get it. So it's actually, it's, it's not because they care about being sued or they care about people's help. It's because they, their motive right now across the board, media and big tech is to make people get the vaccines in the DNA of their posit- and of their, um, policies now. Facebook literally has an, you cannot say anything, even if it's true, that creates vaccine hesitancy. Right. Yeah. right? So yeah. that's not them caring about us. It's not like they're just like, oh, we don't want to get sued because then why can't they be sued if someone does get the vaccine and gets injured? There's a law. That was, I, I guess it's, uh, um, if you get injured, you can't sue these companies. Yeah. 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 They're removed from liability. So it's not, and, and like I said, follow, always follow the money. They're getting billions and billions and billions of dollars, um, from big pharma. And so, I mean, I'm, I'm very aware that we're talking about, you know, all, when we were t- even talking about what Joe Rogan says is because he has too big of a platform for him to even introduce that perspective at all. Um, it steps on the toes of important and powerful people. And in my opinion, we should always be able to think critically about everything. Well, let's go to Super Chats and we'll see what the audience has to say. If you haven't already, smash the like button, subscribe. And um, it's probably more important than ever that you go to TimCast.com and become a member because this whole conversation was definitely, you know, Icarus flying close to the oh, yeah. sun. Maybe the wax wings will melt and we will fall, but then you'll find us at TimCast.com. <laughs> Worst case scenario is if we get a strike, we get taken off the air for a week. But it affects literally all of the, our YouTube channels. Everyone that, that you are connected to? That I, that I run personally with me talking on it. No. I, I guess I could like, 
Yeah, that's it. So it's like all my channels are. It's for a week, and then we would just do the website. So we'll be at timcast.com. But uh, let's 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 read some of these uh, super chats. See what we got going on. Hope they're being nice. Sometimes they're mean. It's a good conversation. I'm just be nice to me, guys. (laughs) Falcon Laser says Timcast and the Daily Wire need to team up to produce a movie about UFOs. Yes. Okay. I'd be in. I don't know if like the rest of the I I pitch them all the time on things we should do. Like I was like I'm bringing I'm bringing the spice in Daily Wire. Let me tell you. In the movie, you should play the president. Yeah. Because that way we're virtue signaling yes. because we have a black female president. Absolutely. And you actually called really high on a poll about being president. <laughs> <We did. laughs> That's amazing. Uh, let's see. What is this? Alexander Scarpecci says, OMG, Candace Owens, I love you. What a great patriot. I can't wait to see her as president. Thank you so much. <laughs> <clears throat> Woot do for you says McAfee ain't dead. He just went home. I saw a message yes. there like McAfee did not un- uninstall himself. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> Orion Galaxy says, Candace, you'll always be McQueen. Thank you so much. There you go. Egg and Spoon Racer says, aliens refuse to make first contact until we agree to use their correct pronouns. Oh. <laughs> oh. That's all it is? Can we pronounce those? Yeah. yeah probably not. Whatever their pronouns are, Z, Zer, Zem. What if that was really like the big thing is that they're gearing up for these pronouns because the aliens have like 12 genders. Yeah. It's like high pitch, high pitch frequency, but we don't know how to make it mm. that noise with our bodies yet. Yeah. Zerm. Daniel Gao says, Candace and Tim, two of my absolutely favorite people. You both have inspired me. I'm currently reading Anything I Can by Thomas Sowell and will be starting my own podcast on the news from a biblical perspective oh. this fall. Thank you for your examples. Yeah, hey, that's a good go. Thomas Sowell, man. You can't, you read one Thomas Sowell book, you will never come back. That dude is Smart. a genius. He's, he's just, his book. Smacked me into a different reality. Which one? Um, the first one I read was Race and Economics. Mm. Economics and Race might be but that's incredible. It just destroys every race yeah. argument because he is like, hi, America. Let's look at these global arguments. Like, let's yeah. globalize the arguments that you're having in America. And, you know, starts from the very beginning, like, versus, like, the whole fallacy of believing that because you're a minority, some ty- somehow you're disadvantaged. He's like, that's been disproven all across the world at every, ver- you know, at every facet of society. That actually minorities tend to get ahead. And he just kind of starts there, right? Oh, is you that because they're more cohesive? Yeah, well, it's just like in, in every society. I mean, you'd be, you'd be shocked, you know, in, in, every emp- in every empire, who was controlling the banks? I mean, he just goes and just obliterates any of the race arguments that we're having today. And you realize that it's all built upon a house of cards. Yeah. And um, people just know very little about everything. I mean, even like slavery. It, slavery wasn't predicated on race. Um, the truth is, is that black Americans, I mean, not black Americans, black Africans were brought over here um, because we were immune to yellow fever, which the Indians, Native Americans had. So we were just a better breed, better stock of um, slaves to have. And slavery obviously was everywhere in the world. The Romans would enslave anyone. Yeah, of course. Egyptians were enslaving. Slavery started with with Muslims. Um, And so he just kind of just takes you all through history and you're like, wow, everything I learned in school was a lie. (laughs) You know know whose story I really, really loved was Herman Cain's? I loved him. I watched that documentary, Uncle Tom. Yeah, I was in it. Yeah, yeah, it was it was fantastic. Yeah. Herman Cain, man, what an what Incredible. an amazing story. Yeah. All amazing of the, all of them. I mean, yeah. Clarence Thomas. Yeah. I mean, uh, Shelby Steele. Their their stories. I, mean, I read their books because these are people that are so castigated in the media, and they have lived through so much. I mean, Condoleezza Rice. They grew up in actual segregation, and they're called racists. And people are just so polluted and so dumb, really, that they just accept that. Well, Clarence Thomas obviously like grew up in interrogation. He just wants more of it now. It's like, come on, man. It's so easy Think. to believe what you're told, what I'm told. Mm-hmm. It's it's also kind of easy to question everything. So like, there's a balance. Like, mm-hmm. I, sometimes you just got to trust. Sometimes. Vanessa Stuller says, 
It is completely insane that Candace Owens is having a conversation with Ian regarding electricity and has kept him quiet for more than two minutes. <laughs> I am in complete awe. Candace, you are awesome. Are you going to install the neural net after they work out the kinks? Yeah, 100%. Nice. Let's do it. Oh I no. hope I hope that the first half an hour of the show is the most confusing thing to the political journalists. Like, what is happening? How do we smear Just Candace for her opinions on electricity aliens. and Thomas Edison? Yeah, yeah they'll figure it out. Yeah. Do you meditate? I don't actually, but I love Bikram yoga. Oh yeah, so I guess it's kind of a moving yes. meditation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. B. Anderson says, "Didn't Nikola Tesla invent a way to give people free energy, then get squashed by big money?" Yeah, I mean, there's a, a lot of conspiracy theories out about him being killed, um, and so the answer is yes. He was working on sending electricity through the ground, That's but exactly people right. were kind of afraid. They're like, "What if it?" Well, they started a big, uh, con- you know, the propaganda, the newspapers, you know, J.D. Rockefeller got out and started saying a bunch of stuff about Nikola Tesla and how it was going to, if, if, if his uh, circuit, the way that he was going to circuit it was different. If that got out, things would blow up, people would die. So it was always, fear has always been used as a tactic to control the masses and into making decisions. And, and like blackout, like Nassim Harriman is a quantum physicist of the day. He's working on how to get energy out of the vacuum. But yeah. like, where is that in the media? Like they, right. they don't want to slander the guy. They just want, you do not know who not Nassim know Harriman is, but look up Nassim. He's great. William S. says, Ian is the Fox Mulder of our generation. Please create the Crossland files. I want to believe in graphene. This was a question. Everything is too yeah. extreme. Let's find a balance. It's not. It's just think. You know, yeah. it's not even like you have to question it, but like, I just think, think, right? Like, oh, like I said, like a thought is, does Jeff Bezos really want to help me turn my lights on? That's a thought. You know, and like look, look <laughs> right. at the past and think why? Why was the Bible written yes. a- as it was? Let's try and figure out if that was real life, and this is a book written about it. What was it really? Back. So, in, in reference to that uh, little green men thing with Mark Milley, Aaron J says Millie is talking about hybrid warfare and little green men in the strategic way to refer to soldiers that are non-attributable to specific countries. Hmm. But little green men? Yeah, it's like a little weird way soldiers. to say it. It's like yeah. racist, doesn't it? Why, why yeah, not, why green? And why, why not just say soldiers? Oh, I was thinking it was Homo florensis. Mm-hmm. Those old hominids that got extinct. What if they found advanced technology and went underground uh, and now they're flying around in there spaceships? Is, there's a conspiracy theory that a species of dinosaur lived in caves when the meteor hit and went deep into mining and like cave systems mm. and then evolved to become super intelligent but they can't go to the surface because the sunlight would burn them Ooh. so they live in giant underground cities oh, and there's so one <laughs> underneath the denver international airport of course there is yeah talk about oh, someone wait, working okay, hard stop. to write that i don't know about the dinosaur part but <laughs> let me tell you the denver airport like all the questions around Denver Airport are legitimately interesting, and you should look them up. What is it? Okay, Basically, so. there was just no reason to have the airport built. They did build all this entire underground system, and they just didn't use it. Like, I mean, it's just like, it's incredible. Like, actually, I'm, I don't even know what the conspiracy, conspiracy theory is, but there's a lot of question marks okay. about the building of the Denver Airport. And now, every time I'm there, I'm like, whoa. I am from Colorado, and I have heard, my understanding is that there's a heavy influence of the military. Colorado is such a heavily military state, and Mm. I'm willing to bet that it's in some way connected to Cheyenne Mountain. I've heard that there's a direct line from DIA to Cheyenne Mountain. There's definitely something underneath Denver Airport. Now, I I don't know about dinosaurs that can't put their head up, but there's definitely, (laughs) like, they just, like, built all this up and said, oh, never mind, we can't use it, and they, I mean, everything surrounding the permits built it was just weird, shady. I've, I've heard, like, a conspiracy theory that it's because like the wealthiest people if they ever need to get out that's where they would go because it's kind of like in the middle of like yeah um but i don't know if any of that's true but there is interesting facts about the building of a denver airport that are if you have just like like to bend your brain a bit that's a fun one to look at super fun all right joshua all britain says candace please be trump's vp 
so my beloved Florida doesn't lose DeSantis. Or you can come replace him as Florida's governor, and he can be VP. I'm good with either. Well, I'm, I don't live in Florida, so I don't think I can become governor. But I agree with you very much that DeSantis sh- should never run as VP. I mean, that would be such a waste of DeSantis. And, you know, I was saying before we went live on this that DeSantis single-handedly ended um, the p- pandemic totalitarianism by keeping Florida a free state. Um, and the, the measures that he took made it impossible for other states to keep you know, pursuing their lockdowns because he proved that the lockdowns weren't necessarily helping in terms of spreading. I mean, in terms of stopping the spread of the virus. So there were so many things that he did. He has been a phenomenal, phenomenal governor. Um, and I know I can't sing his praises enough. And I totally agree that people that are asking for him to run with Trump, I'm just like, you are missing the forest for the trees on that one. What if he runs as president? If he ran as president, I mean, he would, I personally think that Trump's going to run again in 2024. Um, but if he ran as president, I would very much support Governor DeSantis. He's been great. The president. Oh, yeah. Yes, just Ron DeSantis in that point. I kept thinking president. it was Ronda. I was like, who's this Ronda, Ronda guy? Ron DeSantis. <laughs> He's been amazing. Yeah. He's been amazing. JB says, how typical, a talk for money grifter helping another talk for money grifter stay relevant. Thank Dude, you. It took like oh, three years for me to finally figure out what grifter meant. <laughs> me and my husband just thought it was so funny. We're like, what's grifting? Like, what's grifter? Yeah. What is it exactly? And then so now me and my husband always say to each other, like, for anything, we're like, grifter's got a grift. Grifter's got a grift. Yeah. Griffa. <laughs> it's like, it, it, I guess it's like they're saying you're inauthentic and you're just saying things for money. Yeah. The money would really be there. If, if I wanted to make money, being a black liberal is the way to go. Just so we're clear. Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, just so we're very clear. Like, the idea that somehow it's easy to make money as a black conservative than as a black liberal they they would be handing me accolades like could you imagine me as the black liberal like they would I would be like yeah. they would have me giving Oscar speeches Heck like yeah. I would be everywhere huge MSNBC non-stop TV show. oh my god I've got my own show on, on CNN if, MSNBC everything imagine if Kanye came out with a big message about supporting Hillary Clinton yeah. What would they have said about they, him? He's the smartest, most brilliant. I mean, right. uh, it's such a joke. The, the concept that to make the money, the quick buck, you go and become a black conservative. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, all the media is against you. That's the easiest route to go. That's the funniest thing. Though, like it's grifting. No yeah. Like, why would you want to go against the machine? Yeah. The machine will put you up. It's the machine. Like, yeah. so it's just, again, people don't like to think. So let me, let me risk my livelihood mm-hmm. and, you and know, everything. I mean, my like, home. yeah, your everything is risked when you come out and you speak out as a black conservative. Mm. What, what's being risked by these socialist YouTubers who are like, I agree with Amazon.com and Walmart.com. My opinions are not controversial in any way. Right. I'm like, you risk nothing. nothing. And nothing. they make, and they get propped up by YouTube. Mm-hmm. Oh. You look Algorithms at, yeah. put them at the top. Every time you search them, it's like, follow yeah. this celebrity who's saying every single thing that we agree with. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They can come out and they can give medical advice and it's fine. Yeah. No question. Wonderful. I love that Dr. Bill Gates has given so much advice on what we should do. I, I love the meme where it was like, Joe Rogan and Bill Gates both gave medical advice right. and Bill Gates was propped up and championed by the media and Joe Rogan was like insulted and, and they criticized him. Right. Here's my opinion. My opinion is we shouldn't listen to either of their opinions. We, c- we should listen to them because we're like, okay, I want to follow this guy. I want to follow this guy. But they are equally as legitimate. So it's like I didn't spaz out and say like, okay, Bill Gates should not be allowed to even give his opinion. That's so why are people spazzing out if Joe Rogan gives his opinion? It's an interesting ability to be able to listen to somebody but not let it rewrite your brain. Right. That's a talent. That's my that's my talent. I listen to people and it doesn't rewrite my brain. Superpower. That is my superpower. All right. I always thought I wanted to be Mystique, but this is yeah. better. What's Mystique's superpower? She shapes. I changes. hate when people say this. You know, she shape changes. Not a single person at the Daily Wire knew who Mystique was. <gasps> wow. Like I never no. even heard of her. Till I hate to say this. I shouldn't be giving out Daily Wire dirty oh, secrets, wow. but like yeah. not a single one. Not Andrew Clavin. Not Michael Knowles. Not Ben Shapiro. Nobody knew. Who Mystique was, and it hurt my heart because I'm such a big X Men fan. Yeah, like I'm an X Men dweeb, and you, I was like, but not not Jennifer that. Lawrence. She ruined <coughs> Mystique. You know, what I wonder. Rebecca remained Stamos as Mystique, 
Wow. When 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 Mystique is like she's naked, right? When she yes. shapeshifts and then she's in clothes, mm-hmm. is that clothes like her skin? You know what I mean? Like if you were to cut the clothing, would the clothing bleed? That's such an interesting question. No, I think the second you cut it, then she turns back into the lizard. The lizard? Well, she's kind or of a lizard. Blue she's skin. Yeah, mm-hmm. She's scaly. Scale. Yeah. All right. Marty to- uh, Toro Jr. says, Tim, if you fire subsonic rounds through a sound suppressor, it is as quiet as a sneeze. I am active duty military and I have footage of this. I've seen footage cool. uh, of like super quiet suppressed rounds, like subsonic, but it's not like pew pew pew. I've not seen that. Maybe I'm wrong. Have but you not seen a James Bond film? I just can't understand. I keep saying I it's have. Crazy. It's just not real life. What do you mean it's not real life? What do you say? Is this not real life? What? James life. Bond is not real life. Are you saying real. Mystique doesn't exist? Are you not real? <laughs> well, <laughs> you really are a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> right? There's no Mystique. There's no Magneto. Oh my gosh. Wow. Unacceptable. Yeah. <laughs> Elizabeth Carmella comedian says, "Dude, my psychic is on point. I was just thinking earlier today when Candace Owens was going to make her way to Timcast, and boom, here she is." Mm. Can she Somewhere. tell us more psychic stuff? Yeah, give me the lottery numbers. Yeah, come on, yeah, something. Yeah. I want to win half a billion yeah. dollars and then yeah, retire. Exactly. All I all I get from your psychic abilities is I'm on Timcast. I want to be a billionaire. Yeah. Give do, us the lottery numbers. Do you have numbers. like psychic <laughs> premonitions? No, I don't have psychic premonitions. Or I have like good communicate instincts. with people with your thoughts. I wish I could, but no, I don't have any powers. You can. Yeah. <laughs> Kev says, Ian, this is for you because you rock. Please show Mr. Pool the videos. He'll be surprised. I've been heavy into pew pews for 35 years, and even I'm learning something new every week. P.S. Original Voltron was 15 vehicles that made one mech. What? I thought it was five. Wow. Um, is he talking about the suppressor videos? I'd be yeah, I guess. something like that. I've never seen it. Yeah. Mike West says, uh, well, I can't read that. YouTube will ban me. Sorry, dude. <laughs> um, Eric A. says, Tim, I'm surprised you missed this story. Amazon donated hundreds of copies of Ibram X. Kendi book to Virginia Public School. Mm-hmm. Turns out they are teaching critical race theory. Mm-hmm. And then they go, Ibram X. Kendi's not a critical race theorist. He's just a guy who writes ideology that was inspired by critical race theory oh, yeah. and is adopting those ideologies. Now go ask any of those children who Plato was, who Aristotle was, who Socrates was. They have no idea. Oh, no, no, they all about white creating, supremacist. Yeah, it's all about creating the modern far left person that just listens to the government who sees the problems everywhere except for where it is which is the fact that you know government is growing itself exponentially <laughs> and they're just right. creating people that will plug themselves into government and and you know to get a little deeper on that it, the, the entire concept of why they're making kids stupid right and so imagine being a kid you you go through the school system you then go and you get your bachelor's degree then you go get your master's degree and you get your master's degree in something that's literally stupid like you can get a master's degree in gender studies which is just like Mm. that's really stupid it's a lot of money to spend on such stupidity and then demand the government pay it back and then you cut out of school you've got all of these student loans and you realize you can't get a job because it turns out that nobody needs the person to tell them tax day is coming oh no but if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. You know you Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Twenty. 20- 7,000 genders, but the kid that you went to high school with that didn't go to college and can fix an AC is making a ton of money. Yeah. Well, that instantly creates a very angry, angry citizen. And they're mad at the system. They're mad at something. And they have to channel that anger somewhere because they either can become a professor or they become failures. And if you want to know why so many of these Antifa types who are blowing up, you know, police vehicles 
um, are college educated, it's because they're angry. They're angry because they, they're convinced of their own intelligence, right? Because I've got this many degrees. I've got a degree in this. I've got a degree in that. They're passionately stupid. Midwits. Oh, yeah. wow. I like that. Ralph Nesbitt says, Ian, it was Battle of the Planets, the 70s Power Rangers. Nice. Is that, that was the first one? I guess so, yeah. The Raptors Town says, I had a Samsung Galaxy S8 for years and was forced to upgrade after T-Mobile bought out Sprint. Mm. The official reason was because it was outdated. Coincidence? I think not. No. Mm. Planned obsolescence. Yeah, that's concerning. Yeah, that's corruption in capitalism. Mm. Capitalism is supposed to be you invent a light bulb that lasts forever and you become rich and everyone celebrates the new innovation. Instead, we get failing light bulbs and then everyone's got to buy a new one every week mm-hmm. I, I heard there's a move to uh to make right of repair legal have you guys yeah. heard about this mm-hmm. and right to repair right to repair which means that like you have the right to get all the parts for this whereas before it's the proprietary you have to send it back to the company and they'll fix it for you and send it back oh to wow you. so it's kind of decentralizing repair mm. that's actually right. interesting charlie alpha says retired military pilot and the scariest thing i ever did Start a trucking company between jobs. Independence is scary, but so rewarding. Mm. We must have courage as evil triumphs if good men do nothing. That's exactly right. And it's so true. It's scary. Take risks, but it, big risks equal big rewards. And right. by the way, you're allowed to fail. People are very scared to fail. I failed so much in my life. And I, what happens when you fail and you get back on, you know, the, uh, the figurative horse, the figurative bike is that then you're, you develop more of immunity of like, oh, sometimes you try things and they don't work out. And now society is built around people being too afraid to fail. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like failure is good. That's how you learn. I mean, uh, virtually every person that really made it in life failed at some point yeah. before. Yep. And, but now they don't want, they don't want kids thinking like they just go to college, get a degree or else you're going to be a failure. Mm-hmm. And actually, no, you're going to be a failure if you don't try to do things outside of the, Box, yeah, the establishment a, box. A non-failure isn't a success necessarily. Right. Mm-hmm. You can be a non-failure and still not succeed. Mm-hmm. A D minus isn't going to make you a success. You mm-hmm. likely will not succeed unless you've had failures. Yeah. yeah. How uh, unless you're the rare lucky person who went to a you know bought a lottery ticket. Right. Right. It's so true. Yeah. So true. Robert Adams says this is the problem in living in a world with too many lawyers making us believe opinions should be sued. No personal responsibility. Yeah, that yeah. is. I agree with that. Yeah, litigious culture. Everybody's <laughs> yeah. going to sue Someone everybody. Just tried to sue me over an opinion. <laughs> did, did, really? Can you yeah. talk about it? Yeah. Well, it was the whole Kimberly Classic thing that happened. Me and her got into like a whole tiff online, and like I started looking into her FEC file. It's like the new scam right now. Like, like probably just so not aware of it. Like, there's a bunch of people that are pretending to run for office in districts that they know they can't win, and they just raise a ton of money and keep running and running and running. And I just sort of looked into this and like looked at her FEC filings and all of this money was going off to defunct businesses and like defunct. Whoa, I just exposed it all and exposed the fact that she used to be a stripper, which nobody knew, you know, who popped up. And I was just like, you know, my opinion, like when I think of a strip club, I think of money laundering. That's what made me go check her FEC filings. Whoa. And I exposed it all. And then like she had her, her lawyer try to get me to take down the video by being like your like your opinion that she used to, you know, saying that she was a, like the weirdest thing. They're like the madame at the strip club. And I'm like. They were trying to make it seem like I meant like a human trafficker, madame. And I didn't mean that. I meant like her husband was the manager of the strip club. And mm. like she got people to strip there. And they like did this whole thing. And I was like, no, sorry. If you're going to sue me, go for it. Like people have a right to tell the truth. You don't even care about this one sentence. You're just trying to get the whole FEC filing scene taken down. But for better I'm, or for worse, a lot of these uh, opinion things just never make it past motion to like the motion to dismiss. It just they're gone. Yeah, no, it's, but it, it's like the new thing is like people. Yeah, it's these same people that say they believe in free speech that will try to shut it down. You know, to protect themselves and their grift. As I learned, learned this new word, this new word too. I mean, Great the same word. stuff with the Nicole Arbor stuff. She was trying to like, oh, have a lawyer send it. I was like, send it. Like, you know, somebody talking about what you're doing and now it's the way that they protect themselves is everyone thinks you're afraid when you send a legal letter. And it's like the truth is the truth. That is you, that is. You are, you are fighting with Nicole Arbor as well? 
yeah, I got into a whole big thing with her. She's, I mean, talk about the ultimate, like, grifter. Like, I mean, like, just pretending to be conservative once liberals had her, you know, figured out. And, I, you know, and so she kind of rebranded as a Trump supporter. And nobody really looked into her. And there was a whole history of YouTubers. Like, I don't follow, like I was saying to you, like, too much on YouTube. But I then did follow that there was a lot of men speaking up and saying, like, these crazy things happened with her. But then she sent a legal letter to get them to take the videos down and, like, crazy stuff. And I was just like, not nothing I hate more let me tell you, talk about things I'm passionate against than the me too type women who like every time a man says anything, then they do like, they're like, I was scared for my life. And like, like that turns me into a dragon because men are not able to defend themselves right now. And women know that. And she did the dirtiest thing ever to Ryan Upchurch. who's like a country rap star. And like, literally he had to hand in his guns like, because she wanted a video taken down. She wanted a video taken down. And so the way that she thought to do it was to file an emergency injunction, injunction to get him to take down the video. And so for those who don't know, an emergency injunction, like I saw the video that he did and it was shocking because it proved like how much of a liar she was. Right. So his video goes up. He like, you know, it's like boys, girls, tiff, whatever. He's showing a tech she's showing that like everything she said was a lie. And so it was so, so damaging to her career. That she wanted the video turned down. So she went to a domestic violence clinic. He never hit her, nothing. And said, like, what do I do? And they said, you can file an emergency injunction. And then he'll, until the judge can look at the case, he'll have to take down the video. They'll take his guns, like, all of this stuff. She did this. Wow. Right? And, like, so he had to take down the video. They took his guns, all of this stuff. Now it's been resolved. And the judge wrote back a thing being, like, she has a credibility issue. He looked into it. But she still got what she wanted. The yeah. video was taken down and he got his guns back and all that stuff. And like, so I used my platform to defend him. Like, I didn't, I didn't know him, but I just hate seeing men being pigeonholed. You know, it's just like, it's what's going on with men right now. It's just women are like really just taking advantage of being crazy. And you know who, who it hurts when you do stuff like that? Real domestic violence. Um, it hurts everybody. It's yeah, the country. It hurts the country, but it really, especially women that have legitimate domestic violence claims. Like when you start using this as a way to, I hate this guy, so I'm going to say, oh, you know, it was abusive. Like what, you know, what Tim did to me. Like, you know, he offered me a slushy. He's got a slushy machine how, how downstairs. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty good. Yeah, Jerry, Actually, Jerry Leonard, right? But this yeah. is, it's a new culture of that too. And me too. And t- I talk a lot about toxic feminism. And that's my second book is on that. And there's a lot of that now going around. Yep. All right, Sidekick says, I think aliens won't deal with us until there's a unified world. One language, one currency, one leader, etc. Could explain the power struggles these days. Mm. I said that the last time I was on the Joe Rogan podcast. I was like, we're never going to meet the aliens because the Galactic Federation doesn't want to deal with a bunch of different countries. We need one unified planet to join the mm. Federation. And Joe said, I don't think there's a Galactic Federation. You got to be I was like, I know. I was time. kidding. <laughs> I think that we could be unified with a de- with a lot of leaders and a lot of currencies, like a decentralized union. Mm. All right, let's see what we got. Assassin says Candace is an honest soul. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. I try to be. Um, I think a lot of times my honesty gets me in trouble, but it's it's the only thing I know. And I always say there's a Kanye line speaks to my soul. He says in one of his songs, "I suffer from realness." Man, I feel that That's line. Right. I suffer from it. I'm like, I gotta say, it, I gotta say it. So nobody's saying it, so I have to say it. My meditation's so <laughs> awesome because you have no thoughts. You can like choose yeah. when to think. But I'm just, I'm, a, I'm naturally a fighter, and I just, I hate dishonesty, and I just see it everywhere. And it's like, you know, I'm fighting Facebook fact checkers. I'm obviously in lawsuit with them, like taking, you know, these women that do the, the false accusing women. Like, but it all matters to me because it's just like I just want the society to be better for my son to grow up in. Like, and really? all of this is a threat to my son. Like, you know, like the society that we we got to have childhoods and make mistakes even like the cancel culture of like he tweeted this when he was 13 years old like i speak out against everything um because i just want the world to be better were you like that when you were little or yeah 
I came out like I, I got pu- Did you get pushed around when you were a kid, like no. bullied and stuff? No, I was I, I was like, <laughs> I was the no-nonsense toddler, like telling adults what was up. Like, you are trying to manipulate Snitch. me. You know, I was like, no, and my dad and mom used to have to close the door and laugh because I would, like, demand a further conversation. I hated manipulation. So, like, they'd be like, don't do this. Santa's not going to come. And I'd be like, well, then you tell Santa I said not to come. Like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> then I don't want his presence. Yeah. <laughs> I want an explanation for why I have to do this. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Dilan Smythe says, YouTube, quote, when you send a message here, people will be able to see that you subscribe. That's a mafia level threat. Actually, it's this really cool thing. Apparently, you can make it so that if you want to chat, you got to be a subscriber. Ooh, boom. That's, Done. that's it. it. You just got to click a little button. Yeah. That works. Because there's a lot of spam bots that come in. No. They don't subscribe. They just post stupid things about getting rich quick or whatever. Oh, I thought it was a member, just a subscriber. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's smart. Yeah, that's you a just great the way to get the trolls out. Yeah, that's really smart. Super simple. The re- a regular person can just click the button, and you should subscribe and like this video. All right. J.K. Wynn says, have any of you heard about energy companies in Texas changing people's thermostats in their homes? Tech automation is like security. Higher security, less convenient. Higher convenience, less uh, secure. This I understand to be a true story, but it's something they they signed up for. So you can sign up to get a discount and they have smart thermostats. So the company can set your thermostat for you and then you save money. You get, it's like a cheaper bill or something. Mm. Yeah. No, I haven't heard of that. But fun fact, uh, speaking about the green lobby, like, oh, you know, all these people that are like climate change, blah, blah, blah. Do you know, um, I like, I know a bunch of people that work in the industry. Conservatives are actually the people that use the most clean energy. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, so uh, we, we, they, they talk about it, but they don't commit to it. So mm-hmm. they're not the ones that are driving around the Teslas. And so I thought it was very interesting when they told me that. They said, yeah, if you, if you're, they, they're in sales and obviously, so they have like all the data and they are much more likely going to a Republican and selling it. Like my husband and I are going to do like a kind of a half, um, we're looking like a, a little bit solar, like half solar, like not completely relying on solar. And he's like, and I said, so people might think that's unusual. And he said, nope, anybody in the industry knows that the leftists yap about it and the yep. conservatives commit to well, it. Th- think about this. Big cities, tons of pollution. Mm-hmm. Big cities, police problems. Mm-hmm. It's all the Democrat people who live there who complain about this. Where do conservatives live? They live in rural areas. They tend to. Conservative, so people in rural areas tend to have their own gardens, their mm-hmm. own food, have chickens, tend to chop their own wood, tend to, I should say. So you're more likely going to find environmentally conscious conservatives mm-hmm. than liberals. But I will say, Perhaps you will find most liberals claiming to be environmentally conscious. That's what conscious, he's saying. They yap it, but they don't actually yeah. talk the talk. They don't actually walk the walk. They talk the talk. They don't walk the walk. Conservatives walk the walk and don't talk the talk, which yep. is like, and I was just like, what? And he's like, I can send you tons of data on it. Like, it's like one of the big media, like propaganda efforts to make you think that because they talk about it, they're living their life like that. And they just don't. Yeah. When there's a problem, people will be like, that's a problem. This, But when everything's working properly, you don't point it out necessarily. Right. Daniel Bundrick says, if Ian's beauty filter video mentioned yesterday gets more views than CNN's primetime viewership, I'll double this super chat. It's, it's really, really uh, funny. Like, the primetime viewership in the key demo for CNN, MSNBC, and Weekends is like 50 to 60K. I know. It's like very easy. I was that's not very, that's not a hard feat. I mean, like, wow. Brian Stelter, Jake Tapper, like, nobody, I get more views. Just, I could do one Instagram video right now and I'd get more views. Yep, like, nobody, it. which should really tell you where the society is at. They know it's propaganda. They're not interested anymore, you know? You know, they sacrificed. I, I used to have CNN running. I'd, turn the, I'd be working and I'd have CNN in the background because it'd be like, you know, a storm would hit and they'd be like, there's a storm in Atlanta. And uh, then one day I realized they were just talking about Trump nonstop. Nonstop. It was like they, they eventually stopped doing any real reporting. Veritas exposed this mm-hmm. when they had a, 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 tech, a, a technical director or some sort. Somebody said, we used to go on the ground and do reporting. Now we just do panels about Trump. Mm-hmm. So I turned it off. So I was never a big fan of CNN, but I would leave it on because at least I talk about news. Mm. 
I started talking about Trump 24-7. I turned mm-hmm. it off. I've never looked back. Yeah. They decided to chase the anti-Trump audience. And now that Trump is gone, they have no audience left. Right. That's we, exactly right. It, it's, it's crazy that Ian, we can make a video where it's like Ian talking about space chimps or something. <laughs> yeah. And it'll the beat real news. CNN primetime right, viewership. The real news. Yeah. The real news. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to space chimps, man. Yeah. Space that. chimps. Yes. Dude, they, the first uh, animal in space was a chimp from yeah. Earth. Or was it, a, it was a monkey or something that the Russians fired off into, into space? Didn't yeah. make it. Didn't survive it. All right. We'll do, uh, we'll just do a couple more. The Prick says, YouTube won't let me comment in comment section. Says it's because I subbed to this channel while watching a video made for kids. What? That's weird. That's weird. Weird. All right. Turk Longwell says, damn, is Candace standing up for everything and everyone? Not the best thing ever. Holy <laughs> shoot. Candace is amazing. Please keep it up, Candace. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Right on. Well, absolutely. Thanks for hanging out. Yeah, that this has awesome. been a blast. Yeah. We're, we're, we're going to have a bonus segment up at TimCast.com. So make sure you like this video. Subscribe to this channel. Go to TimCast.com, become a member, and that's where we're going to say we're, – we're, all we're going to do is we're going to press record and then say just a stream of things YouTube bans you for. That's the point of the website. Yes. Uh, you can follow the show on Facebook and Instagram at TimCastIRL. You can follow me personally at TimCast. Did you want to shout anything out? I think everybody knows who you uh, are. Yeah. Uh, join Parlor. My husband's a CEO. Um, I do have a Twitter, unbeknownst to Ian. You can follow me there. I found out. <laughs> he found out, and we're very proud of him. We've made a long, long two hours for him to find that out. And yeah, buy my book, Blackout, because I'm so close to passing half a million copies. Wow. Yeah. So nice. I need to sell 20,000 more copies to pass half a million copies, and I want to celebrate half a million copies. So for that reason, it's also a really good book, and I actually wrote it, and I didn't use a ghostwriter, which nobody does in politics. It's actually written by me, read by me. So buy it just so I can get this little accolade in my head. They don't send me anything, but it just means something to me. Where's the best place people can get blackout? I hate to say Amazon, but simonandchester.com, and you can get it from Amazon. You can get it anywhere. Target is where people are picking them up like hotcakes and playing the blackout game, which is where you find my book, and you blackout somebody else like Chrissy Teigen. Um, <laughs> see? I'm fighting every war. <laughs> Yeah, I'm. Uh, I just wish we'd talk more about lasers and psychedelics and yeah. um, monsters from space or something. Yeah, but maybe totally we can get into that later next time. Make a movie about it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm Ian Crossland. Thank you for coming, and you can find me at iancrossland.net uh, and at Ian Crossland on all social media. I love you. I am so glad we were able to have this genre-busting conversation with the Spice Queen of the Daily Wire. This has been a ton of fun, and I'm really looking forward to our bonus segment. You guys need to sign up for the site for sure. And you guys are more than welcome to follow me on Twitter at Sour Patch Lids as I am attempting to outstrip Sour Patch Kids in followers. We will see you all over at TimCast.com. Thanks for hanging out. Bye, guys.